back. Welcome to Lunch Plus Monday morning. Y'all, it has been raining here today, like a Ooh, lot. It's been awesome. It, I, the I like thunder rain. in the south is different than the thunder, thunder in the north. Thunder and lightning. Is it deeper? Thunder and lightning. Galileo. Galileo. <laughs> um, I don't know how it's different. It, it just is. Like, it's, sure. The, the thunder here is like more rolling and it like lasts longer and it's more like... It's <laughs> <laughs> the best way I can describe it. It's awesome. Has it been raining where you guys are? Let us know. But right now, go ahead, take time, share the broadcast, comment, tell us who you are, where you're watching from, so that we can say hello to you. Jade is on. Hi, Jade. Jade. And Jade says, holy! Uh, Merry I, Monday! I literally read holy. I did too. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Holy! Uh, Kevin says, good morning. Phyllis says, hi, y'all. Lisa says, hi. Kevin says, watching from the sound booth. Y'all, we've got a full tech crew here today. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. God is good. Johnny says, yes, I am drenched. Oh, We're sorry. I forgot that you were outside. Uh, Go, Johnny. So is George, though. Like, George has been George has been in the rain a whole lot today, too, with a whole bunch of kiddos. So that's exciting. Oh, that's even more exciting. <laughs> <laughs> but here is what we have coming up for you today. Here we go. We are starting off with Word Sneak. Word Sneak. Word Sneak. I, I knew that was coming. That's why I paused for you to do that. I appreciate it. After Word Sneak, we have a time of confession, followed by What's Good. After What's Good, we have The Price Is Right, followed by a powerful message today with Pastor. Uh, it's called The Word Works, and it's going to be Awesome. Guys, Pastor Brian's back. Oh, he, yeah. I'm so excited. I like when Pastor Brian <laughs> comes back. He and Pastor Nicole got to go on a vacation last mm -hmm. week. Praise God they got to go on vacation. I, I get so blessed when they get to spend time together. Mm -hmm. And so we're super excited that they were gone, but we're really excited that he's back today. And as y'all know, it is time for family chat. Family chat. I'm just going to turn everything into that jingle, apparently. Family chat <laughs> is the time when we get to connect and hang out with you, and we are going to ask you some pretty fun questions today. Interact with us because the person that helps us reach 100 comments, our 100th commenter, gets a gift card on us to oh, you. Yeah. We love y'all. Here we go. Coming at you fast. Question number one. Bum -ba -dum. What's one of your weird quirks? I like how you read the word quirks right there. Quirks? That, that's my weird quirk. <laughs> Is reading words weirdly? Well, wait, so how do you say it? Quirk? Quirk? You don't say quirk? Not, quirk? Not like quark. Am I, am I saying it weird? Uh, there, was just, there was just a really strong <laughs> emphasis weird on weird quirks. Like, it was okay. a really strong one. I thought I said it normally, but okay. No, it's okay. It's um, not bad. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I, I don't do anything weird. Everything I do is completely normal. Can we <laughs> list off ones for one another then? Like <laughs> <laughs> That's a that might be the better way to get the true answer. <laughs> Good morning, Humphreys. Good, Good to see you. Good to see you. Um, so, I mean, this is not a shock. I sing everything all the time. Oh, like, your jingles. That's, that's, that's all of the time. Um, 
Jay says, <laughs> I smell glasses and cups from the cabinet before I pour my drink into them. Mm. I understand that. I check for like dust and stuff before I'll pour drinks into my cups. With your nose? You want to make sure you clean them, right? Like the kids <laughs> didn't put away a dirty dish, right? Yeah. Is that what you're doing, Jade? For, for sure. Yeah, no, I sing everything. I didn't realize that I did this until I was in the grocery store once, and I apparently was singing out, like, my shopping list and deciding if I should buy something. And a lady came up and she goes, you're singing about them? Just buy the blueberries. Just go ahead. It's like, oh, okay. I will. That's great. I wish I was there. Priscilla says I say wash instead of wash. She sure does. I'd say Johnny sure. has to answer this one for me. I don't know what one of my weird quirks are. Mm -hmm. You had lint. I got rid of Everything's it. normal to me. So, like, yeah, I'm thinking, like, if Serena was on right now, she would have a, a <laughs> But I can't think of anything right now. I do that. Johnny says having everything organized on a table at a restaurant. I do that. Do you do that? I don't know if that was me or him. <laughs> like, as a former waitress, like, I for sure do this because I... I remember how unhappy I was to have to clean the dishes. Mm. So for sure I do that. Okay, <laughs> question number two. Describe yourself in three words. We're apparently getting very introspective. I know, <laughs> um, One, humble. <laughs> I like that there's laughter from our audience. I don't appreciate it. There's that. like strong laughter happening. That was a joke. Pastor Nicole says, Holly! Uh, and she's not quirky. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, hmm. This, see, this is a very difficult one. Whenever you yeah. say describe yourself. Describe someone else in three words. Oh, that's easy. Describe yourself. It's like, how do I do this while sounding humble or, and not being self-deprecating like um is that I, you kevin kevin i don't want to describe you that way like i i don't want to call you those things <laughs> <I know>. like, <laughs> i'll call you blessed amen <laughs> like okay blessed highly favored <laughs> there you go there you go uh, okay well, how about this way oh describe what word would you want to be called like what word would you want to be called I, Johnny says, loyal, cook, gamer. There you go. Prilla says, extreme, joyful, and boisterous. See, okay, these, they, these guys are actually figuring it out. Yeah. <laughs> We're having a harder time yeah. right here. Uh, Kevin says, soul winner. Okay, hey, I'll man. do that. That's a good Blessed one. soul winner. There you go. There one you more, go. Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, disciples of men. Those are good ones. That's not really a word. Disciples of men? That's a phrase. Maybe you can shove I all of it, it together. Counts. Disciples of men. Well, <laughs> in, my, in my ring, I have inscribed man of God. So I'm going to do that one. Man of God. Yeah. Pastor That's Nicole said she'd want to be called anointed. Johnny says he'd want to be called selfless. Um, Kevin said he'd want to be a discipler of men. Uh, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I as I've as I've gotten older, I've realized that my words that I would want to be called are different. Like I think I was, I think I was talking about it last week. Like loyal, uh, cook gamer. Yeah, loyal <laughs> cook gamer. That's me. Three words, guys. <laughs> okay, question number three. Where's the worst place you could get stuck? Ooh. I bet Kevin's like, Kevin has Kevin. this laugh. Like, I don't know if you've heard his laugh. Like, you can probably hear it. It's like, <laughs> um, yes. So, yes, that's what. Where's yeah. the worst place you can get stuck? The worst place. 
Now, see, like, we can get spiritual about it, you know? Were you going to say hell? Yes. <laughs> the worst place. Like, if you want to go, like, all the way to all the, the worst. All the way in. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> Hold on one second. I'm going to provide some direction. Pastor Brian, one, we all four have your mics on because we didn't know you'd be in early. One's going to be taken off and given to you for the next segment so that you're not just looking. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor's like searching off camera for stuff, so I, I didn't know. That would be look. a bad place, Johnny. I thought Johnny. that, Johnny. Johnny said, <laughs> John. That would be terrible. <laughs> like... Yeah. I, I, How did you come up with that, though? Like, my brain didn't go there. <laughs> Mine did. Mine immediately went into where is there poop that's built up. That would not be fun. Like, septic tank, oh that would be really unfortunate. You got one, didn't you? No, but just talking about, talking about like, a porta john like, when we were in Africa, I don't know why I did this. You know what? I shouldn't share this story. You opened the door. So... <laughs> When we were in Africa, there was, they had basically like a massive porta john, which was basically they just dug a giant hole, mm -hmm. and um, mm. and like with a toilet seat. And so I took my flashlight. <laughs> I wanted to see. The, no. There was a mountain, because I could smell it. There was a mountain like six feet tall. Like it was a deep hole. So down there would probably be the worst place mm. to get stuck. So unhappy. I don't know why I looked. I really don't know why I looked. So, I was so curious. Truth be told, like George. in the military, when we would go to those, because it was the same thing, a big hole with the toilet seat over it, I would look, but to make sure that there wasn't any kind of snake or scorpion or spider that, under that's, there. That's why I did it. I mean, it wasn't yeah. pleasant, but yeah. I wanted to make sure there wasn't any of that. Right. Not curiosity. Right. It was strictly being safe. Yeah. Um, Jade said, like, one of those sorry, dumpsters Jade. at I'm a so trash sorry. landfill. Um, ha George says in a poop landfill. And then Kevin says, que pasa, Jorge? I, and, I yes. feel bad for all of you who are eating lunch during Lunch Plus because yeah. we're not making this a pleasant experience no. for you. I apologize, Jade. Okay, last question of the day. Bum -ba -da. What's your favorite joke? Uh, These are hard questions. Are they? I know. Well, yeah. I really liked the dad joke um, from, from like the dad joke battles that said, uh, um, did you know the Secret Service can't say, uh, get down anymore to the president? Now they have to say, Donald Duck. <laughs> my, like, I don't know. Come on, that's though. a good one. I don't know if this is my favorite, but anytime I think of jokes, Rachel, who's been on before, Pastor Brian and Pastor Nicole's daughter, Rachel, anytime I hear jokes, I immediately think of her joke, what did the green grape say to the mm. purple grape? Breathe! Because it tickled her so much that she started weeping, crying, <laughs> laughing. Like, she was so excited about it. That's a good one. I think of the, um, what is, like, the red paint, blue paint. What, what looks um, looks yeah. blue and smells like red paint. Blue paint. Blue paint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, that was them. And it like superly made the kids happy. Uh, you got George. George is, George is laughing a whole lot. You're welcome, time. George. <laughs> there no, you there's, there's another one that I like. Uh, two skunks are walking through the forest and they come across a hunter. And one of the skunks looks at the other and says, what do we do? The other one bowed its head and said, let us spray. <laughs> Welcome to the broadcast today, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that, one, that one's a good one. That too. one hurt. <laughs> that one hurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> that, that one was painful. I, I see some smirks in the audience. I, like, I don't know if it's like truly rejoicing though. Like LQTM, laughing quietly to myself. I, Have you heard that? I, what about like grimacing loudly to myself? Like I feel like that was more of what was happening. I don't know, guys. George just gave you a weird face for that one. I guess he didn't appreciate uh, that. George, I like when you're on. Okay, guys, we are hopping in. That was family chat. Now we are about to hop into our very first official segment. Guys, you're really like, you're our MVPs of the day. But this is our first official segment. We are going to hop over to Word Sneak. So if you haven't done it yet, go ahead and share the broadcast because it is going it. to be such a good one. We'll be back in just a couple seconds. See you on the other side of this very quick video. with this week's Word Sneak. Word Sneak. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited that just happened. <laughs> that was real. <laughs> Guys, today we are going to be doing a brand new Word Sneak and here's how the game goes. Basically, it's backwards Mad Libs. This is Kevin, Nowicki, and Pastor Brian is back and they have no idea the words that have been placed before them. No idea. None. No idea. So what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to take their stack, flip it over, and start from the top, work their way down to the bottom, and basically they are, you guys know, you've played Mad Libs. Mad Libs, you're given a story, and then you have to fill in the words. Well, they're given the words, and they have to seamlessly, as seamlessly as possible, go back and forth and have a dialogue with the most random words I could think of on this wonderful Monday morning. I've been longing to be on this one. I like this. I'm so happy you're on this one. <laughs> yeah, and you're a wordsmith anyway, so you'll be <laughs> really? able to, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Had I known you were going to be on this one, I probably would have made it harder, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I've you... been shouting, so what's funny is when you get in a situation like this, you know, I've been the one watching going, say this, say this. So I'm going to see if that remains while I'm here or if it goes blank because right. that can happen at times. Right. I was most impressed with the way you brought in Don't Stop Believing from Journey yesterday uh, into your sermon. That was awesome. Well, guys, put in the comments right now who you think is going to be able to seamlessly get these words in to today's conversation, and the premise of your conversation is going to be your first trip to the barber. Oh and boy. we're going to go ahead and start with you, sir. All right, so this one is the last one. That one is the last okay. one. Are we ready? Yes. Let's do it. Awesome. Hey. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for welcoming me into the barber shop. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of babble is happening in this place. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Babble in the barbershop. There is a lot of babble in the barbershop. Uh, another place where there happens to be a lot of babble is the soup kitchen. Ding, ding, ding. No way. That's just gibberish. Ding, ding, ding. 
<laughs> Speaking of the soup kitchen, they have this wonderful soup. Okay, its base is uh, chicken with uh, cabbage. They call it the cabbage patch soup. The cabbage patch soup. Yes, it's oh wonderful. My goodness. What kind of guy would be cooking a cabbage patch soup? I wouldn't want to be that guy. You know, I, I would never want to be a guy that thought he was so cool that he would cook cabbage patch soup with a soul patch on. That's crazy. <laughs> ding ding ding. <laughs> 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 Imagine a preacher with a soul patch. That's crazy the too. Thing. <laughs> Who would do that? <laughs> Nobody I'd ever. So silly, to. yeah, yeah. <laughs> soul patches. It's so amazing to have you on a word sneak today, and the word is soul patch. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I went to the barber shop the other day. For real? Well, it doesn't look like it, right? Uh, it was actually back in March was the last time I got a haircut. <clears throat> and uh, it was the darnest thing. I saw a child outside jumping on a pogo stick. Ding, oh, my ding. goodness. Yes. Wow. He, he must have been a lucky child to have a pogo stick. They don't have many of those anymore today, and it takes practice to jump on a pogo stick. Uh, if he was that lucky, I feel like Clint Eastwood would be standing there like saying, do, do you feel lucky, punk? You ding, know? ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's, that's true. Um, yeah, Clint Eastwood would probably say something like that, I'm yeah. sure, yes. Um, little known fact, Clint Eastwood, he has a favorite cereal. What? You would think it was Lucky Charms, but it's actually Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops? No way. It is. Did you know that Fruit Loops were actually made? Some of the first ingredients in Fruit Loops came from pieces of pterodactyls. Ding, ding. Is that right? <laughs> it's true. It's My true. My heavens. Hey, if, uh, if you were to... No, I don't think I would... <laughs> I was going really bad. <laughs> pterodactyls, huh? Yeah. <laughs> How do I come off a pterodactyl? A pterodactyl. That was when I saw the word. I thought it was crazy. <laughs> pterodactyls are, of course, a uh, an extinct. Um, uh, Dinosaur species, sure. thank you. <laughs> Extinct species um, that they, uh, of course, have long gone away. Um, long gone. And I'm trying to come up with a way to tie this together, and <laughs> I'm really struggling right now. <laughs> oh, my heavens. Um, <laughs> I am stumped. <laughs> segway, segway, segway. Uh, I know, right? Um, what things do you think pterodactyls like to drink? Pterodactyl. Oh, that's a really good. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know they you probably eat had a pterodactyl of water around pterodactyl time, and if left stagnant, they'd probably turn to you know something crazy like um, cement. You know, if it's stagnant water left for a long time, it'd probably turn into something like. I know he is, and I'm, I'm letting him. I'm letting <laughs> like him do it. What? I'm letting him do it because this is fun. Because <laughs> he's expect. Okay, so. Um, <laughs> I think that if I was to eat a fillet of pterodactyl, that I would probably want to top it because it would be kind of sour. I'd probably want to top it with some vinegar. Oh, ding, ding. 
Speaking of eating pterodactyl, I always like the Flintstones. And uh, what was their daughter's name? Did she have pigtails? I, I, what was her ding, name? Ding, ding. I, I don't remember. Do you remember? Was it, was it Pebbles? Hey, that's very good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, you know what else is really good? That is. A, I don't know. That is a wonderful. Tell me. <laughs> Are you reading my cards? It's on the screen. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, it's a yeah, really good cartoon. <laughs> Yogi. <laughs> Yogi Bear. Oh, my heavens. Ding, ding, ding. That was Word Sneak. Good one. <laughs> you whipped me. <laughs> was it as easy as you thought it would be? It worked well. It worked yeah. well. That's good. Yeah. yeah, no, it was not for me. <laughs> no. What I'm learning is that when you're on segments with people who aren't necessarily expecting it, it's like a whole different atmosphere. Oh, is it? It changes the dynamic. <laughs> does it? It really does. That's you have to you have to bring your game. It's true. It's true because Pastor doesn't lose games. Not well, he beat me a couple of weeks ago. It's true. Can we go back to that? Yeah, we can. <laughs> Let's do a replay of that. Well, guys, we are just... It won't happen again. <laughs> I don't know what to do. That, <laughs> that just happened. Well, guys, thanks I'm, so much for watching Word Sneak. We'll let the trash talk happen off camera. Um, I'm just getting in his head ahead of time. It's true. It's... Yep. <laughs> Well, guys, we thank you for watching this. We are about to have a time of confessions. So go ahead, share the broadcast, stick around. We're going to hop right into that. I feel like I need to confess right now. <laughs> like, forgive me, Father. I've sinned. I was rough on Kevin. And, and he didn't know how to honor me and still play the game at the same time. Uh, forgive me. I've sinned. <laughs> no. Love y'all. Confessions. We confessions. need it. Confessions. <laughs> Pastor get in the mountains? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, but that's okay. <laughs> well, guys, as you know, if you are a longtime viewer here of Lunch Plus, or even if this is your very first day, we like to have daily confessions here because we want to make sure that the Word of God is coming into your ears, but also out of your mouth. And what's going to be really cool about today's confessions is that it's going to tie right into what's the word? It's going to be beautiful. But first up, we're going to have time of confessions. We do a daily confession here. We go through seven of them. They are taken right out of the word of God. And so today, let's go ahead and put up scripture number one for our uh, daily confession or confession number one. And say this with me. Join your voice with mine. We walk in the full manifestation of our inheritance in Christ. Confession number two. We are out of debt and we carry a debt canceling anointing and we flow in supernatural abundance for every good work. Hallelujah. I'm going to take the rest of this time and just pray blessings over you. Father, we praise you. We thank you, Father, that your word is true. You are not a man that you should lie. Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God is true, and we can put our faith in it. So today we know that we 
increase in every area of our life. We walk in the full manifestation of our inheritance. What you paid for and what you made available for us to have, we can have in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that for every viewer watching, they increase in wisdom. May their understanding ever increase, Lord. May their hearts, every heart that's watching and listening to today's broadcast, may their hearts be like fertile soil prepared for the seed of the word. We thank you, Lord, that the seed that is sown today, that it's kept from the evil one and deeply planted inside of them, Lord. Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We give you glory. You are great and greatly to be praised. You are the God most high. You are El Shaddai. You are Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi. Lord, you are so great. You're so great. We praise you, God. Thank you, Father, for being our Lord. We thank you, Lord. I command blessings to be on every single viewer. Blessings in the name of Jesus. Blessings in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, that things work today, that it is easy and it is light. We command easy and light to be on their days. We command easy and light to be at their jobs, in their homes, easy and light, in marriages, easy and light with all children, easy and light. We command it, Father. Thank you, Lord, that things just work. When they put their hands to something, it just works. We thank you for it, Father. Thank you, God. Father, we thank you. Thank you, God, that no weapon formed against us will prosper. In the name of Jesus, every weapon formed against us is exposed, will not prosper, and it is destroyed. In Jesus' name, any weapon, any weapon is destroyed in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, that those things cannot stand. Any fiery dart, it's quenched in Jesus' name. It will not reach the homes that it was assigned to destroy. In Jesus' name, those weapons are destroyed in the air. We thank you, Father, that you give us the wisdom to know how to solve things ahead of time before it's even a problem. We thank you for your wisdom that we will know how to figure things out and bring solutions. God, we thank you that you're the solution bringer. You are the way maker. You are our God and we are your people. Father, we thank you. We thank you that today, today we will receive you in a new level and in a brand new way. We praise you. We worship you. We give you glory and honor in Jesus name. Amen. Well, guys, we thank you so much for being on with us today during prayer and confessions. We thank you for it. And now we are going to hop over into What's Good with Abby. It's going to be awesome. We'll see you in just a second. You have a blessed day in the name of Jesus. Have a great day great rest of your day. And guys, if you haven't done this yet, share the broadcast. You know, every broadcast 
has a seed inside of it. It has the word of God and the seeds of God are called to produce life and life in abundance. So share this broadcast, take this seed that you have been given freely and go ahead and share it because someone you know will pick this seed up and it'll produce life inside of them. It's gonna be awesome. So we thank you and now I'm gonna let you go and hop over to Abby with What's Good. everyone and welcome to the very next segment of what's good I'm your host Abby Wright and today we will be talking about what's good first off today during this quarantine many kids have been stuck at home not able to go out not able to see their friends at school so there was one teacher that we're talking about today and she decided to make a difference to try to bring some joy to her students so she made a sign, she visited her students and sang Ain't No Mountain High Enough and did a little dance. It was a really cute video. Here we have a little snapshot of her just singing to her students and their smiles were so big. It was, it's just so sweet. People are, people are awesome. Next, we have a blind mom who was pregnant and she went to go get her ultrasound, but because she's blind, she was not able to see it. And she was obviously not happy about this fact. So the doctors decided to do something about it and they 3D printed her ultrasound. They did a special kind of ultrasound and 3D printed it so she could feel it. And it's just really sweet. And here's her baby once it was born. It's, that's really cool. Technology nowadays is awesome. It's, it's so sweet. Next, we have Iowa has recently had, a small town in Iowa has recently had a bunch of storms come through and really just tear through this small town. So a local barbecue shack decided that they wanted to help out the town's residents. So they have started providing comfort foods for free to the residents of this town. Here we have a couple of them and the owner, the, I'm trying to like, the owner of the barbecue shack right there. It's so nice. People, this is our common theme today is people, there are still good people in the world. It's amazing. Next, we have a man who always wanted to be an astronaut. So he decided after that he wanted to make his own spacesuit. So he spent eight years of work trying to fix an actual, make an actual space, space, space shoot, an actual space shoot. And he spent uh, eight years just taking everything from zip ties, a motorcycle battery, pie tins, uh, even an aquarium pump. And with using $1,000, he finally created his own spacesuit, and it survived up to 5,000 feet into the atmosphere. Determination is a powerful thing and he was definitely determined he was successful. That is awesome. Next up, during all of this, a teenage boy saw everyone, just all the families that were hungry. He heard about everyone who was going hungry during this and he wanted to make a difference. So he started his own nonprofit, which is a task in and of itself and he has started making and selling his own vanilla extract. And each bottle that he sells 
feeds 43 families. That is amazing. Once again, determination, no matter how old you are, it makes a difference. It's affecting every family that buys a bottle, they're getting inspired, and every, I mean, every bottle that gets bought, 43 families are being affected. That's a huge difference. Lastly today, and maybe something that I'm most excited about, a couple who was bored during quarantine decided that they wanted to make a tiny art gallery for their little pet gerbils. And I, I love art, and I love that they have created like the classic arts, but with gerbils instead. And there are their little gerbils in there. It's so cute. The actual set is like this big. It's, it's adorable. Well, that is all we have for you today on what's good. If you have good news, if you find a cute animal video on YouTube, we want to hear from you, any testimonies you have. So send us a message on Facebook Messenger or on our website at whatsright.com.com or .org, one of them. Yules.com, yep. I was just going to say search it up and figure it out, like... That's determination, like we, what we talked about today. <laughs> but whatsright.com, you can send us a message on there. We want to hear from you, and we will see you next week. Bye. Hey, everyone. Welcome to The Price is Right. Hi. Or The Price is Right. I'm sorry, <laughs> I mispronounced that. We have Holly Shaver here for the first time on the Hi. Lunch Plus broadcast. Everyone put some hand clap emojis for Holly. We hey, also Holly. have Kevin. You're going down. <laughs> I don't know. Just why. so you know, you're going down. Oh my. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why I just said it. I was like, we have Holly and we have Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin's here. <laughs> he won't leave. No. <laughs> he was the only guy in the lobby. <laughs> He's just sticking around. We don't know why. All right, we fed him a bunch of mayonnaise, but somehow, oh, he's still here. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to bring that up. <laughs> Flashback. All right, well, this is one of my favorite broadcasts because in the, the Price is Right, this is where you see the things that I find on the Internet that you can actually purchase for yourself. Like, these are real things that you can buy. You and, totally would want to. Oh, of course. Like, <laughs> I, I, like my goal for this is for somebody to buy one of these super random items. Uh, and I think today, almost all of the items, almost all of them, you can find on Amazon. There's only oh. one I think that you can't. But, uh, but I mean, like, there's some good stuff there. So here's how the <laughs> game goes, all right? We're gonna put the item on the screen, and we're gonna have Holly go first. And what, you, what we want you to do is, when you see the, the random item, you're gonna have to guess how much does that cost. Okay. All right. And when you give your guess, then your opponent will have to guess whether they think it's higher or lower. And we want you to participate in the comments as well. Uh, we want you to guess how much you think they're co they're, these items are worth, whether you think it's higher or lower than what's guessed. All right. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. Yes. All right. I'm going to well, win. Ooh, we got some confidence <laughs> over here. We'll see who's going to win. Put in the comments who you think is going to win. Is it going to be Holly or is it going to be Kevin? Me. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Did you forget how to say my name? I, no, I was, say, I was saying it the way Barrett says it. Kevin. Oh. Kevin. <laughs> from what? 321 Penguins, right? Sure. It's from something like that. Anyway, <laughs> let's start with our first item of the day. What's our first item? We have 
dill pickle lip balm. Oh, that's Ooh, awesome! Right, dill yeah. picker picker pickle flavor. <laughs> dill pickle flavor lip balm. Is that right. just one lip just balm? Just one stick of lip balm. Um, just one. Put in the comments how much do you think it is worth? But Holly, how much do you think dill picker picker? Oh, why can't I say that right? <laughs> dill pickle flavored lip balm. Um, I'm gonna go ten dollars. Ten dollars. That's yeah. a pretty safe bet. All right, Kevin. Do you think it's higher or lower than ten dollars? Wow, that's that's. Mm. You know, most lip balms are like ninety nine cents. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, but this you're is dill pickle lip balm. That's true. And you're getting it on Amazon. And I mean, you're getting it on Amazon, true. but yeah, Amazon is usually competitive. Hmm. I'm gonna go less than ten. Less than ten dollars. That's correct. All right, put it in the comments. Do you think it's more than ten dollars or less than ten dollars for the dill pickle? Flavored lip balm. Put it on the screen. How much is the dill picker flip? Ah, I said it wrong again. How much is it worth? Eleven ninety-five. Oh! That was actually really close. That was a very good guess. That was a My very kid would want that. My daughter would love that. Well, now we know what Arabella is going to get for Christmas or her birthday, whatever. Christmas is next. She just had a Christmas. birthday. Oh, okay, Christmas is next. Well, yep. <laughs> look forward to getting dill pickle. pickle. Oh, I give up. I don't care anymore. All right, moving on. <laughs> moving on to the next, the next item. What do we have next for The Price is Right? We have a taco sleeping bag. Ooh. And Abby's face just got real ecstatic about that. A taco sleeping bag. <laughs> How much, Kevin, do you think a taco sleeping bag would cost? Put it in the comments. Oh, my word. Well, the last sleeping bag I bought was probably, I think, about $30, $35, but it wasn't a taco sleeping bag. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> this is very difficult. And everybody wants a taco sleeping bag. That's true. Everybody yeah. wants a taco sleeping bag. That actually fits. What? <laughs> 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 Who doesn't want a taco sleeping bag? The bears uh. might, you know, decide to eat you because they think you're a taco. Oh, my word. I'm... Part of me is just <laughs> no fear here, Holly. <laughs> All I can say is part of me is really upset that I was able to say that so fluently when I couldn't even say dill pickle flavored or something. And you put it into a into a jingle. I which know. Barrett, if Barrett was here, she'd be very impressed she would with be. you right now. She would be. All right. All right. How much do you think the taco? <laughs> I almost said taco flavored. Okay. The taco sleeping bag would cost. Taco sleeping bag, not knowing the the you know the 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 thickness or the rating of how cold it would be, but I'm gonna go with forty-five dollars. Forty-five dollars. All right. Well, Holly, do you think it's more than forty-five or less than forty-five dollars? I'm gonna say more. I think it's fifty-nine ninety-five. Ooh, that's very specific. <laughs> not only calling me out with more, she's banging in the price herself. Wow. Have have you researched? No, Taco it just before. sounds like an infomercial price. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> For three easy payments. <laughs> All right, how much does the taco sleeping bag cost? $34.95. This guy. Which means that point goes to Kevin. Well done. All right, I forget, what's the score? One. One, one to one? one. Yes, oh, sir. it's tied. Why is this game always so close? It's always very, <laughs> this is like the one game that's always like super close the whole time. All right, well, moving on to item number three. What's our third item of the day for The Price is Right? We have LED lightsaber chopsticks. Wow. You ever wanted to eat your, uh, your chicken fried rice <laughs> with some 
light up lightsaber chopsticks? They light up? That is cool. They light up. Do they make any, like, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh sounds? I do not sure. know. <laughs> I do not know about that. But I know it comes in a pack of two. So what you saw up there, the blue and the red, both come with it. Oh. And you get two, right? You get yeah. two blue and two red. Correct, so correct. Okay. Um, 25. $25? $25. All right, $25. Kevin, do you think it's higher or lower for the LED lightsaber chopsticks. This is I something that I personally would give like 500 bucks for those. <laughs> that is awesome. Oh my word. Um, you said $25? Mm -hmm. I did. Higher. Yeah. Higher? All day long. You're probably right. I should have went higher. All right. Well, time out. I'm just curious because when we had that, when in our last Prices Right segment, yes. you said you would put down $100 for that. Uh, that inflatable, the inflatable Ford. Tent. Yes. Have you purchased that? Uh, no, when you figured out that it was like more than. I half. get paid Friday. Okay, there you go. <laughs> it is on. It is on. <laughs> All right. Well, how much are the LED chopsticks? They are twelve ninety-seven. Oh! Significantly less than five hundred dollars, Kevin. Well, it, <laughs> it is, is significant. It's almost half. Yeah. That's, That's a pretty awesome gift. All right. Which wow. that means two points for Holly and one point for Kevin, but. The game's not over yet. We still have two more items left. Indeed. All right, what's item number four <laughs> on the prices, right? We have the world's largest gummy worm. It's three pounds. <laughs> this gummy worm is three pounds. Three pounds of gummy worm? Yeah, I don't know how someone would eat that whole thing. One bite at a time. Oh, that's true. Hey, there <laughs> yes. You. Hallelujah. All right. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Kevin, it's your turn to guess, right? Yes, sir. I'm the one leading this. I should know. Um, all right. How much do you think the three-pound world's largest gummy worm would cost? I don't know, but I'm totally excited to find out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm working it into the budget right now. I got uh, All right. Three pounds of gummy worm. Man, that is super exciting. I'm salivating right now. I can't even focus. <laughs> um, I'm going with, I'm going to say $50. $50 for a three-pound world's largest gummy worm. That's like, that's like a quarter of our monthly grocery budget right there <laughs> for one giant gummy worm. All right, Holly, do you think it's higher or lower than $50? Um, I'm going to say lower. Lower? Yeah. Lower than $50. Well, show us how much <laughs> is the world's largest gummy worm. $29.99. Oh! That's three points for Holly, one point still for Kevin. Would you believe I like wanted to retract that after I said 50, and I was like, ah, oh, it's probably better if I said 30. Mm. <sighs> if you would have said that, I would have given you. Sorry, Holy Ghost, I need to listen. I would have given you two <laughs> points for that. I'm telling you. All right, we have one more item. I, I know we know that Holly's in the lead so much that Kevin can't catch up, but we still want to show you this final item because this one, I'm, like, this, this, this one is actually a real thing. I didn't know this existed, but it's a real thing that you can buy. All right, show us what's item number five for The Price is Right. You can hire someone to stand in a line for you, all right? Online, you can literally hire people to stand in line for you. Now, the, the cost of this would be per hour. Per right? hour? Per hour, how is much it would it cost to have someone stand in line for you? Does the price vary depending upon what city you're in, right? So, like, New York, you've got more people, so it might cost more. Or does it tell you that? 
Uh, no. See, now there's different people who, who kind of have different mm -hmm. um, price ranges, but mo but almost all of them came to the same price. Like there were two, there was like several people that were just like, I want to I want to be paid more, but almost all of them were under the same price range. Um, I'm gonna say seventy five dollars an hour. An hour? Yeah. All right, Kevin. Wow. Um, First question, would you hire someone $75 an hour to no. stand in line for you? For $75 an hour, I'd clone myself and do it. <laughs> there you go. Oh, my word. All right. Um, do you think it's higher or lower than $75? These are important mm. people that are hiring other people to stand in line for them. That's I mean, because they don't have time to stand in line themselves. So. That's true. Yeah, you're not going to psych me out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more along the ballpark of $25 an hour, so I'm going to come in lower. Lower? Yes. Lower than $75. All right. How much per hour does it cost to hire someone online to stand in line for you? $17.64. Yes. Oh. Yep, $17.64 an hour. And I'm also thinking... That's really good wages for just standing in line it and really probably is. scrolling through Facebook. So right, right. I might make an account. So if you need me to stand in line for you, I'll do it for $17.64 an hour. Now, because I was much, much closer with my guess and she was way off, I think I should get like triple the points. Oh, wow. You should have said that before. You can't say it after when you've already won. See. Like, you would have won. See, you, you conceded. I won. Yay! I did concede. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's not how the game works. So, Holly wins. <laughs> Everyone give it up for Holly. Yay! Well Holly. done her first time on the broadcast, and she destroyed it in a good way. <laughs> well done, Holly. All right, guys. Well, we love you. Thank you so much for joining us for The Price is Right. We will see you next time. Now we're going to transition into our next segment. We love you guys. Hey guys! <laughs> I don't know what that was, but something back there was like power on. <laughs> right before it that was turned over spirit. to us. We're turning it power the word. on. Yeah, here We're we go. The word. The so power if you heard on. a snickering in the background, that's what it was. <laughs> Kevin says he was beat twice in one day. It happens sometimes. Not in Jesus' name, but you know, like sometimes with games. a drum. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do with pastor's trash talking today, y'all. <laughs> I'm just glad it's not directed at me. That's all, I, that's all I'm <laughs> I did decide when pairing him with Kevin to spread it around because you do get a lot of the teasing on the Q&A time or Bible mm -hmm. trivia. So I decided to share it today. You get teased? Who would tease you? You're such a nice guy. I don't know. That's crazy. Grayson said, she, you don't know what, like they're like, I don't know what to say. Grayson said she'd love to enjoy, uh, play uh, the what's, what's the, the, the prices price one right. right. Yeah, yeah. I, I had something else in my head. You can do it. Come on. We'd love yeah. to have you sometime. We do it Yeah, Mondays. we'll plan it. We'll For plan sure. it. Yeah. For sure. I need to text Kevin. you anyway, so I'll, I'll hit Kevin. that up later. And Kevin said, Romans 8.1, there's no condemnation for those who are in Jesus after his whippings. <laughs> and I would say, go read the King James, Kevin. <laughs> read the King that. James version of it. <laughs> you're, you're reading the modern translations. <laughs> what does the King James say? Oh, well, let's look it up. 
Have you missed Pastor Brian? He's here today, everybody. This is what, this is what vacation does. <laughs> Nicole and I were able to go on vacation last week. It was so awesome. We, we had time alone, just her and I. It was so good. So. What was your favorite thing you did? Uh, rest. <laughs> what was rest. your favorite activity you did? <laughs> um, rest. <laughs> yeah. Rest is an yeah. <laughs> We went parasailing, and uh, that was awesome. Hey, Ben, how are you? I also saw a guy from Sweden earlier mm-hmm. on Periscope. So Parasailing or all-you-can-eat crab legs? Oh. That's what I was waiting for, so I should just oh. come right out and ask. <laughs> Both of these activities happened for he and Pastor Ben's Nicole. watching from U- Uganda. Hey. I saw Humphreys was, I think he's in Kenya. Then we, this is an international broadcast today. Yeah, Glory to God. That's awesome. So Romans 8 1 and King James, I'll go back to your question in a minute, but it says, Therefore there is now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, comma, comma. <laughs> who Thomas walk Humphreys. not after the flesh, but after the spirit. <laughs> And no condemnation. Always, he's putting something. He said, this is my confession. Pastor Nicole says that Pastor Brian has his sassy pants on. Yeah, it's true. I can't say that, but I'm quoting Pastor Nicole. <laughs> yeah, so we went, um, for, I, I really like crab legs, but I, I don't go get them all the time or anything like that. But we went to a buffet, and it was a really good buffet. And I had 30 crab legs. So, <laughs> like five, no, six clusters of them. They were they were awesome. I've, that sounds great. Yeah. Wow. I love crab legs. I put on four pounds during during vacation. <laughs> they were crab legs. <laughs> all four Just, pounds. Of all four pounds. I'm super impressed. <laughs> wow. How big were they? Like the great. Decent. It was the snow crab legs. Yeah. Yeah. Impressive. Yeah, they were good. They were really good. And, um, but that was pretty much, I had one plate of like the good stuff, you know, you don't go and get like, you know, bread, you get all the good stuff. And then, then I just went back for crab legs time and time and time again. (laughs) The first time I ever ate crab legs was, um, we went to, I was, I'd never had them before. I think I was like 20, 19 or 20. And, um, I went and there was a guy and uh, they bring, they brought like a plate of potatoes and corn and bread and everything before they bring the the crab legs out. And then they have the bucket to put all the crab leg shells in. And the guy said, let me show you how to do this. And he took all the corn, all the potatoes, and threw that in the bucket and said, now, when the crab legs get here, we'll eat those. We're not, we're not wasting stomach space on, on corn and potatoes. We're here for the crab legs. I'd never had them until George and I were married, like 27, 28. And I was thankful that George and I were married because I was gross. Like, I got... I was covered yeah. in water and like, but like I was nasty, but George had already committed to me. So it was okay. There you go. Got him. It's kind of like you don't eat like spare ribs or something on a first date, stuff like that. I felt that way. Afterwards. Yeah. Like I yeah. was wiping down. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, I love you too. He said, I love you, Pastor Brian. My confession. I love <laughs> you too, man. You did good. I was, <laughs> it was fun. He whipped me the other day on the, uh, the prices were right a couple of weeks ago. That's why I was talking about earlier. He mm-hmm. did good. 
in the comments, Kevin says uh, to his friend, he's like, do you see this lack of respect I get? But then Shannon <laughs> says, you wouldn't want it any other way. So <laughs> He's like, right. <laughs> hey, Christy Hewlin, good to see you. Or I should, should say Christy Duenas now, but it showed up as Hewlin in there, I believe. Hey, Christy. Hello. Happy, happy after wedding. I haven't seen you since. <laughs> after wedding. After wedding. Happy after wedding. <laughs> so we went, um, we had the crab legs and that was good. And then we went to, we went parasailing, which I really, really enjoyed. I'd never been before. And um, as soon as you, you know, they have the um, parachute behind you and they have like you, you're in a harness, but basically you just sit and your legs dangle. And as soon as the parachute is let out, you just go back away from the boat. Instantly, it just is peaceful. It's the most peaceful, quiet, like just hanging there. That's cool. And it was really cool. Yeah, it was. that was a neat experience. And as soon as we got up in the air, there was a, um, a ray down in the water that came mm -hmm. up to the top. And it was... I would say five or six feet at least from you know tip to tip. So wow. it was a big it was a big ray. That's but really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was that was a neat experience. I highly recommend it. I would say go on the day when the wind's not blowing and the water's clear if you can, because if the water's clear you can see more things. Unless you don't want to know what's in the water. <laughs> You're just there for the height, then you know, don't go on a clear day. <laughs> Cause there there are things in there. So yeah. I, we saw a ray. There were three uh, three couples, including us. We saw a ray. The next couple saw a whole bunch of jellyfish, and the next couple saw uh, a shark, like a smaller shark. So. Speaking of sharks, I, I'm I need to bring it down. Um, <laughs> but a friend of ours. Really, sharks? Well, a friend of crazy. Ours, she, did you see up? this on Instagram? Uh, she was at the beach like last week or something, and a shark came. I feel right like we're up. in word sneak again. Like you're about to drop a word that's out of randomly nowhere. I was so bamboozled. Not. You're not, but it did sound like it, didn't it? Go ahead. Sorry. Get the cahoots out of here. No. Um, <laughs> the shark was like right up on the land. Did you see it? Miss Marie put it up. Yeah, I did. It was so cool looking. I mean, it probably was hurting, so that's not cool. But I've never seen a shark that close. No, I, it probably wasn't hurt. It probably just chased some fish up there. And yep. then it couldn't get back in because the tide went out quick. But. I'd be glad that I was already back in from parasailing. If the couple's like, I saw a shark right behind us. We had one right by us, actually. Everybody started shouting and running for the shore. And um, so... Yeah, we had, um, somebody said, shark! I was like, well, they probably saw a fin, like a dolphin or something. But I had seen that picture, or that video, mm -hmm. just last week, which was also around the Myrtle Beach, which is where we were at. and Or North Myrtle's where we were at. But, um, and, but what was interesting was there were fish jumping out of the water everywhere around us. I was like, well, that shows something. <laughs> you know, when the fish start jumping out of the water, they're avoiding something. You know? Do you go to jail if you pretend to be a shark? Like, is that like going into a fire? <laughs> no. So I, I immediately went to, I feel like George would pretend to be a shark. And then I wondered if that's like when you're in a movie theater and you shout fire. Is that like, do you go to jail if you incite that level of fear? Probably. That would be against the public peace, I guess. I've never thought of that. Yeah. That was my word sneak moment. I'm sorry. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, w I would guess. But in the end, somebody said they did actually see a shark. It was about a three or four foot shark that was right there around us. So wow. we were we were swimming right then. 
So, yeah, everybody was running and screaming. It was awesome. Your mom's trying to get baby sharks. Your, your mom was your trying mom. to get baby shark. <laughs> 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 okay. Does that give a tune in my head? Uh, I guess so. Shark, 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 shark. Yeah. So <laughs> Kevin said we ought to go scuba diving. If you have <laughs> Serena, do you go to jail if you tr pretend to be a shark? I really want to know. Apparently you go to Instagram jail if you post the wrong meme, Serena. That's what <laughs> I hear. Yeah. <laughs> she just got, she got her post like fact checked. Hashtag censored. Apparently Windex <laughs> is not a cure for coronavirus. Hasn't or that meme it? been around for quite some time? Probably. Yeah. But I guess now it's it they they flagged it for dangerous misinformation. So, you know, dangerous someone someone could see that and then start dangerous. ingesting Windex. I really want to just start putting up memes and seeing what gets flagged and what doesn't. <laughs> I won't, but I really want God. to. <laughs> <laughs> this society needs Jesus. <laughs> yes. They need some reality. They need some truth in their lives or something. <laughs> Serena's laughing. They need the Bible. They need the word. the word. I heard it works. Yeah. <laughs> so Kevin Good said, story. yeah, well, we're not we're fully, yeah, up. we're coming back up. Um, I thought I did so well. Segway, <laughs> you were helping. I was trying. Yeah. It was like me handing the vinegar to Kevin and mm -hmm. he wouldn't take it. He wouldn't take it. He, he was just letting it hang there in the air, trying to put the pressure back on me. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> You're the one that's got to give an answer. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. It could have been a different game had Pastor not seen Kevin's graphic, like Kevin's word on the graphics. It could have been. I was curious what he was <laughs> trying to get to, and I looked over at the screen and saw I, I halfway cheated. So it wasn't a full cheat. It's just halfway. But there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, right, Kevin? So. <laughs> and Kevin pulls out his phone. It's full. Um. That's because we said something about the word. But I'll tell you, uh, scuba diving. Talking about words. <laughs> Have you ever been scuba diving? That was your Not word snorkeling. Method. Scuba I've diving. gone snorkeling, but not scuba diving. Okay. I've gone snorkeling and not scuba diving. Okay. So when you go scuba diving, <laughs> I love you too, Kevin. He said, I love you, Pastor. <laughs> I like the ellipses at the end. You said that in the voice. I mean, there's that more to use. it. <laughs> you said that in the voice you use with, I love you, Daddy. <laughs> I love you. I love you, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> That's so creepy. I love you, Pastor. Have you seen the <laughs> Shrek? <laughs> Have you seen Shrek? He, he says, do the roar. Do the roar. And Shrek's like, I'm not doing the roar. He says, do the roar. The little kid. <laughs> do the roar. Do the roar. And then... Um, <laughs> I forgot about that. Do the roar. And then, then the dad's like, do the roar. And so he goes, roar. He gets mad. And uh, the kid thinks the dad made it happen. <laughs> so the kid goes, I love you, daddy. <laughs> That's what Kevin's I love you, pastor, reminded me of. Oh. Why is that what it reminded you of? That's one of my favorite things that pastor does every so often. I love you, daddy. Do the roar. Do the roar. So scuba diving. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Shannon, you hey. are a good commenter. Mustard. <laughs> 
biscuits. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that <laughs> I feel means like that's either. A cultural thing. Shannon, you just won the gift card with, for today for the hundredth comment mustard with mustard biscuits. <laughs> that <laughs> is my favorite comment to win ever. <laughs> mustard Hashtag hundredth comment. Hashtag mustard biscuits. Everyone put it in the comments. Hashtag mustard biscuits. <laughs> yeah, Sling Blade, that, that guy reminds me of Sling Blade, too. He, I love you, Daddy. Yeah. I want that to be our first Lunch Plus shirt. Hashtag mustard biscuits. Hashtag mustard biscuits. That absolutely should be a yellow. I want that made. Done. Hashtag mustard biscuits. With like a, a Drawing of a mustard biscuit of a biscuit on a yellow shirt. Yeah, mustard biscuits, yellow shirt. <laughs> I'm <Drawing>. still confused <laughs> as to where uh, what, that came what, from. Yeah, where did mustard biscuits come from? Yeah, like you got to explain that? that now. In the meantime, in the meantime, sling blade. sling blade. You know, I actually never saw it. I just saw clips of it. I think. That's so funny. I'm just really hoping that that's an appropriate movie. Oh, now we, we <laughs> might not. An appropriate content. We might not context. should make, knowing it came from Sling Blade, we probably shouldn't <laughs> have that as a t-shirt now. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's putting hashtag me. mustard biscuits in the comments now. I know nothing about Sling Blade. And I don't so. even know. She yeah. said Kevin got it. Oh, I'm so glad funny. you told us Sling Blade. Otherwise, we'd have had t-shirts tomorrow. That's, for real, though. Like, Amy Presley would have been getting a phone call. Amy, I need... You're probably still going to get one for, like, a special day. <laughs> but, Happy Thursday. That was a great 100th comment. That's so Mustard good. biscuits. Give you a, a gift card. Have some coffee on us, Shannon. We're so glad to have you today. So, scuba diving. Um... <laughs> So what's interesting is when you go scuba, if you've gone scuba diving, like give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down on whether or not you've gone uh, scuba diving. So I loved it. We waited, I think on our, on our honeymoon, we went like on Thursday and uh, I wish I would have gone every day because it was so much fun. And it was just so different because I never realized how lateral we think. Everything, everything we do and the way we think is, uh, you know, from point A to point D and, or point B. And it's really, um, 2D. We really think 2D. We don't think 3D. And as soon as you go scuba diving, you must, uh, keep track of not just left and right, forward and backward, but up and down as well. And you realize just how, uh, what a depth there is. Because you can't go, if you go too far, you can run into some coral. You have to know what's above you if there's another diver above you and stuff like that. But not only that, but the colors underneath the water are some of the most beautiful things you've ever seen in your life. And it was, it was literally like another world. It was almost like I'd entered some kind of alien world, but yet here on earth. And it just was the strangest feel, That's cool. uh, but it was so cool. I wanted to go every day after that. And uh, so at, at the honeymoon, they had a res resort course. I, I didn't get licensed to do it on a regular basis, but you have the resort course and you could go, you probably did some in Florida. Did, where did you go scuba diving at? At home. At home? Huh? In Vermont? Yeah. Really? Are you still qualified? Yes. He's still qualified. 
He says he's been a diver since a teenager. We need to go. I love it. That would be awesome. George has a friend who he's planning on having certify him. So, really? Mm -hmm. That's cool. Mm -hmm. I need to go. I need to jump out of an airplane, too. George says that around here, you can do both those things, I know. George. He says that around here, there's like a whole bunch of shipwrecks and stuff. Yeah, And there so George is. is planning on like well, going and scuba diving yeah. down there. I would love to awesome. do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Octothorpe men's group outing. Yeah. His, Kevin says as soon as uh, his ears dip below the water, he takes his first breath. Everything of this world goes away. It is true. It's, it is a different world, I, and I highly recommend it. It's really cool. So, mm -hmm. Amen. Cool. It's like the Bible. <laughs> when you get into it, Hashtag everything in this world segue. fades away. That was so good. Thank you. That was so well done. <laughs> Appreciate it. Look how pleased you are. Yes. Right <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I, I, I'm wondering if this is going to be one of those broadcasts, like from like going back to like the beginning when we spent a whole broadcast talking about snacks. Those you know, <laughs> like, it feels it feels <laughs> like, like. Do you that. remember that way back in uh, the Man Who Would Be King Part Three? When <laughs> 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 we talked for like an hour and a half. This was before I was here. And I sat there on my couch listening as we're talking about snacks the whole and time. And music. Eating my cheeses. Yeah. <laughs> For a full hour and a half. I'm, I'm wondering if this is going to be one of those. or I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out myself. <laughs> that was my second segue in. So if we, if we don't take it. Did we ever tell you what we wanted, speaking of segues, did we ever tell you what we wanted to do during outside church? You wanted to get Pastor on a Segway? Yes. yes. And then line the people up, like the cars up, and Pastor could just drive on the Segway down, like anointing Anoint my hand with oil and right on their head. Yeah. We, we had the promotional materials be ready like to put out for it. Human, human dominoes. It would be awesome. <laughs> nobody <laughs> had <laughs> one that we could, like. We put it out there trying to find one, and nobody had one that we could. Nobody borrow. had a Segway. No, and that's we weren't about to spend five hundred. See, that's on the it. kind of thing. Like you know, I don't know. Maybe most pastors are like, no, we can't do that. Like you don't need to tell me that stuff because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so I'm. Yeah. That was our leadership meeting discussion. As, as long as, as long as it's it's legal and the Holy Ghost will give me approval, we may do it. As yep. Long as it's legal. <laughs> and sometimes that doesn't. <laughs> sometimes even legalities, you know, if the Holy Ghost says then it's to legal do it, heaven. it's legal enough to me. Our Amen. ambassador said that we could. <laughs> Somebody laughed. That's good. It makes me feel better. <laughs> We're not losing everybody. Pastor Nicole says, I still say we do it. A segue wouldn't be too big for inside the church. That's it's true. true. We've got a huge altar. Like you could go, you can go in circles. Kevin, behind the camera, Kevin, can you imagine being on camera and pastor speeds up? Like <laughs> uh, I'm just picturing though, like the, ser the sermon starts and you hear pastor speaking. But, like, he's not on stage, and everyone's like, where is he? And, and he's like, and then the Holy Spirit comes. And he's just, like, wheeling down the middle aisle. You like, know what? Just oh, talking and speaking. Like could I could hair. get speed if we put a ramp right there. <gasps> hey. Well, okay, could you do tricks if we ramped the platform and, like, Dukes of Hazard this whole thing? I'm telling you. <laughs> what is happening right now? <laughs> 
<laughs> at this point, Shan <laughs> Shannon is our kind of people. It's She's true. like, I'll be there to watch that. For sure. <laughs> You're our people. I feel Shannon. like we can't not do that now. The, yeah. We have to do that. Guys, Does if any you of would like to sew in to a <laughs> sew a segue. <laughs> sew a segue into the mission. Sew a seed for the segue. <laughs> For sure. If you have a Segway and you're just not using it, we will treat it well. We'll return it. We'll return it. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I was going to say, we'll treat it well. We're not talking about that right now. Doesn't sound like we treat it very well. Oh, my gracious. Like, I'm truly imagining the people on the camera that talk about how much you move now. Like, it would be warp speed. Like, so, Rebecca just said, am I the only one who's never heard of a Segway? Have you ever seen Paul Blart Mall Cop? Paul Blart Mall Cop. That's a great way to explain that. That was mm -hmm. well played. It's the the, the thing he rides around the, the mall. Have I ever told you that I'm probably somewhere in the background of Paul Blart Mall Cop? Like no. I, was I was there when they were filming. I had to sign. Wait one them. second. Okay. Johnny just said the ushers need to start doing sprints now. <laughs> if, if Pastor's going to be on a Segway. <laughs> <laughs> My wife says, hashtag so a segue speed seed. <laughs> we'll put in our giving, we'll have another category segue for pastor. I love that Johnny's on it though. He's for like, we can build a ramp. Preaching. Like, yeah. I, I love our people. <laughs> No, I was in Connecticut, and that's where they filmed it, at one of the malls in Connecticut. Really? And I had to sign a waiver to go in, and they were filming throughout the mall. Do you know where you're at in the no, movie? No, I don't know for sure if I've never seen it, but I know I was filming the whole time, or it was being filmed while I, know I was know what's shot. happening in the next couple of days. <laughs> if I'm watching Paul Blart with y'all, then Tombstone's happening, too. Because well, he Tombstone's still hasn't seen gotta, Tombstone. I know. We, we did not watch Tombstone on our vacation, simply because... We knew we were getting ready to have to watch it. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. And Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh Brother is interesting. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But yes. I, I, can't, I can't recommend necessarily all of any of these, but... <laughs> we're not endorsing them. Yeah. I wish they had a little bit cleaner version of Oh Brother, because that's... Yes. Besides the profanity and some of the statements, it's a great story. You got Buddy. He, he was laughing. <laughs> Have you seen it? No. You've not seen Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I started saying it the other day. Do not seek, seek the, the treasure. treasure. <laughs> there are so many quotes in that movie. Oh, George. And Tombstone, too. The You're talking full of quotes. So. I'll be your huckleberry. We are at least 20 minutes <laughs> in. <laughs> and Buddy mentioned the Bible twice. Go, Buddy. Good job, Buddy. Thank you. Is it pouring outside? It's raining, it sounds like. You it's should have seen Buddy pouring. sprint to your office door to see if there was a rainbow outside. I saw, I saw a picture yesterday of three rainbows in one sky. A That's triple cool. rainbow? Triple rainbow! Like so triple amazing. rainbow or like three separate oh, rainbows? Three. It's, like a double, it's a double rainbow! It's a triple <laughs> rainbow! I don't know what to think right now. <laughs> Double rainbow all the way. I just saw that video. I'd never seen it before. I introduced it. Yeah, I know. Oh, very pleased with myself. That's yeah. awesome. That's good. Uh, Pastor Cole says that we need to get the fellowship hall prepped for movie nights for the people of the <laughs> I don't think we'll be watching any one of the movies we just talked about here at the church. Nope, probably not. <laughs> 
So yesterday I talked about what the word. What Such a hard <laughs> cut. <laughs> it was not smooth at all. It was just. So yesterday we talked about yeah. the word works. We talked about the word works and the simplicity of the gospel. And um, you know, one of my points yesterday was to simply say, uh, go into the Bible and go into the Word and not even move towards any type of emotion, but just let the Word work. Mm-hmm. Just present the Word as preached, the foolishness of preaching, and then watch the power of God move on the people. And it was moving on the people. It was really tremendous yesterday. And uh, we had a huge you know, number of people at the altar yeah. uh, laying down whatever they needed to lay yeah. down. But not only that, but the power of God was truly working inside of people. I, I believe bringing healing and deliverance. And there was a freedom that could be felt in the yeah. spirit yesterday. Oh, yeah. Simply from what, we, what a lot of people would call the foolishness of preaching. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says that that is the power of God. And um, so... The foolishness of preaching brings the power of salvation. And uh, we were talking about just simply that the word works. Uh, you, don't, you don't have to make it up. You don't have to force it. The word works. It's working all the time. You just have to apply it. You have to know it, believe in it, and apply it in your life. And the word works. Yeah. And uh, I know you all seen that in your life. Uh, I know we've seen it in our lives time and time and time again. You know, we win. We're all, God's always leading us to triumph uh, through uh, how he leads us through the word, through yeah. his character and his nature. And when we, when we do what the word tells us or work the word, the word works. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when, when we give ourselves to do uh, it God's way, it always works. And uh, I really felt like... Um, I felt like faith really rose to a new yeah. uh, level yesterday. Mm-hmm. And you could feel faith rising in people even as I was preaching it. And yeah. the anointing uh, was powerful. But what, what was some of the points that really stuck out to you guys you know, yesterday? I uh, think for me, like one of them was when you were talking about Brother Hagen. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you, know, you were giving the illustration how back when Brother Hagen and all these other great men of God were on the scene... Oftentimes, other great men of God were really relying on a gifting that the Lord had released for that time, like the gifting of healing. Mm -hmm. And Brother Hagin told them, paraphrasing what you were saying, basically that they were relying on the gifting instead of relying on the word. And when you said that, immediately what the Holy Spirit started doing in me was showing me the times where I've seen a gifting flow out of me or I've seen a gifting flow out of you or the anointing has been there and I've relied on that at different points in my life more than I've relied on the word but the word being the standard regardless of the season you know regardless of the climate the word will work yeah. regardless and yeah. so it just that stuck out to me a lot yeah. well I remember I don't remember if it was Kenneth Hagin or Lester Summerall because I always get those two mixed up but um one of them were talking about how someone came to them in a healing line, and um, and he was getting ready to pray for them. Um, and uh, the person said, the per- like he said, do you believe that God will heal you? And he said, well, I went to this healing evangelist, and he laid hands. I went to this one, and he laid hands. I went to this one, and this one, and this one. And he started listening. And I'm like, I haven't gotten healed yet, you know. And he basically 
but but you can see that his tr his trust was in yeah the gifting mm -hmm. or the gifting that's on the minister yeah. or whatever and that that didn't work you know for yeah. him and so and so what he had to do was he at, it might have even been Teal Osborne I don't remember but he was but he had to redirect him and say do you believe that this is what the word says and do you believe in the word mm -hmm. of God and then whenever yeah. he was able to make that confession mm -hmm. not on the minister's gift but on yeah. what the word has already said he was able to receive yeah healing. Yeah. yeah, that's just what that that, that whole thing reminded me. I believe that was Brother Hagen. I believe so, but okay. it was, um, if not, I think he had a similar story like mm -hmm. that. But it a lot of times, and and you say he trusted in the the person, but really they weren't even trusting in the person. They were just kind of wishing that yeah. it's something magical would happen because they were in this person's service instead yeah. of applying it. You know, one time, one of the things that I, uh, I th this is a, to me is a very huge point. Uh, I, and once I started to understand faith, I think this is a key that a lot of people, it would help a lot of people if they would recognize this. We did a thing called stinking thinking, and two of the ones that we talked about was lottery mentality and arrival mentality. And lottery mentality was basically like what that person did. They keep going to different services hoping that one of them will just catch. Like they're, they'll get a lucky number and it'll just be magical and they'll get healed or they'll have financial breakthrough or they'll have peace in their home or in their marriage or, you know, whatever, you know. And what they're doing is it's really a lottery mentality. They're just like, well, maybe today will be my day. Well, that shows no faith right. on the character of God right. and the nature of God. That shows no faith in his promises. Yeah. You're just like hoping your number gets pulled. Right. You know, that's not faith. That's not faith at all. And that's what that guy was doing. Mm -hmm. uh, but the other thing is an arrival mentality uh, that, so when I started to understand faith, one of the things that I tried to do was I tried to like arrive at a place of faith that from this day forward, once I arrive here, faith will just work mm -hmm. uh, for the rest of my life. And everything I pray for will just happen. And what I realized, in other words, it was almost like I could arrive at a place, watch this, where I didn't need faith anymore. Mm -hmm. Where I yeah. just was at a place of faith. In other yeah. words, all of a sudden, I see it so clearly that... I'm not really in faith because faith is not needed when it's seen. You know, faith supports hope. And the Bible says the things that are hoped for, you hope for them when they're not seen. Now, of course, you know, for anybody watching that doesn't know what Bible hope is, because hope today in our language in 2020 is really like luck, wishing and a luck. But that's not what Bible hope is. Bible hope is joy, confidence, and expectation. Joyful, confident expectation. Uh, so he, it says that when you hope for things, when you're in joy, you're confident over them, and you have an expectation for them, you don't do those things when you see the manifestation. Right. You do it when you can't see it. Yeah. And so what I was believing was that I would get to some arrival point where faith would just be automatic. And it's almost like I could just constantly see it. And in a way that works. But what I was doing was actually going for a day when I really wouldn't need faith anymore. It would just be magical yeah. again. Again, it goes back to we want this thing just to work. Mm -hmm. 
instead of us doing the work. And the yeah. Lord said, you know, what the Lord showed me was you're never going to arrive at a place where you can see everything. Faith is always the unseen. You know, faith brings into being what is unseen. That means you're always going, you're always uh, required to have faith because without faith, it's impossible to please God, which means there's constantly going to be things we can't see. Mm -hmm. yeah. There's constantly going to be things we can't see. I'm not going to get to the place where I just see everything like this. I'm going to get to the place where I can see it spiritually with eyes of faith, but not to the place where uh, I can just see it physically all the time. I'm not going to be able to see those things like that. Faith always is required and faith is always in what we can't see. At least, you know, as we're in this world, we know in this age, we know that to be true. And so, uh, what I was believing for was to produce this great, big, great, giant fruit of faith. And once I got that, I would just kind of hold this fruit of faith under my arm and yeah. just take it with me everywhere that I go. Not realizing that I, I would need faith over here in this area and faith in this area. And what the Lord showed me was, you're not called to produce one big, great, giant perfect fruit of faith once, right. you're called to be a person of faith. Right. That means I, I am constantly producing faith. And what I found is, and that's absolutely true, I found that uh, we try to get to a level where we never have to work at it again. Mm -hmm. But if you start to realize, so for example, you know, it took faith for me to believe to have $5 in my pocket. Uh, there was a period of time where I did not have $5 in my pocket on a regular basis. It took faith for me to believe that I would have, it took another level of faith. It was the same faith, but I had to apply it at a higher level to have $20 in my pocket. Uh, and then I had to apply it at another level to have $100 in my pocket, you know, where I, I constantly walked with something, you know, just using finances as as a way. So in other words, every time I got to a new level, I couldn't just stagnate at that place and say, okay, now I've arrived. I got a hundred bucks in my pocket. No, no, God's calling you to increase, to walk right. in abundance for every good deed, just yeah. using finances. But you can use that with healing. You can use that with protection. This is faith is there to overcome the world. And we're not called just to produce one, one, fruit of faith once and then that that fruit is going to last you for the rest of your life. Right. No, every day I'm going to have to apply faith. I'm going to have to in a sense work faith in my life and I'm not arriving at a place. Now I can arrive at a place of um revelation knowledge of who God is and his promises, but still I'm going to have to take those promises and actively apply them to each situation. So if you see, if you could see like a apple tree and each, each apple is the fruit of faith, I'm not, an apple tree is not called to produce one big, great giant apple or fruit of faith. Yeah. It is designed to have fruit on it all the time. Right. It's constantly there's it. In other words, you can grow more, you can grow bigger, but it's not one fruit. It's fruit 
in abundance. Mm -hmm. And that's how we're supposed to have faith. Yeah. And when we get into that, see, a lot of times I think that we're not willing to do the work of that. And I really, because he says the just will live right. by Faith. Right. In other words, this is something that needs to be ongoing yeah. all the time. And another thing with the arrival mentality was this, was that I would, there was a period of time where I believed God for healing and started to see healing. And, and then in my mind, I thought, okay, now I have arrived at healing faith. And so I dropped it. I dropped being persistent in it, right? I didn't, I didn't meditate on it. Day and night. Doesn't the Bible tell us to meditate? I didn't keep it up there. I felt like I had arrived. Yeah. And so then I went down the road and I prayed and it didn't work. And I went, Lord, what? why didn't this work? Mm -hmm. He said, because you dropped faith. I was like, but I understand faith. I had arrived at it. He said, yeah, you arrived at it then, but you're not walking in it now. Yeah. In other words, you had the fruit then, but you're not producing fruit of that today. How do you produce fruit? You let the seed of the word sit in the soil of my heart. That means I meditate on it. I confess it. I'm working the word. Yeah. I'm working the word. And people don't want to do the work. They don't want to do the discipline. They just want it to be magical. They, you know, A lot of people think that they'll go to the stock market and it'll be magical and they'll just make tons of money. And a lot of them lose their fortune. You know, they lose their nest egg because they, they, they won't do the work of those things. You know, we have to do what God tells us to do. It's yes, we rest in God and yes, God will bring about supernatural, but he never does it without us applying an action based off of what he said, based off of the seed of the word. But if we will take his word and we'll apply it, all of a sudden those things start to work and they'll work left and right, up and down. You know, they'll work yeah. every place. His word works every place if we'll work that word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, as you're talking, what, what comes up to me is, you know, Pastor Tracy and you have taught about the fig tree. Yeah. When Jesus came up to the fig tree and, you know, somebody said it's not the season for figs or, you know, the Bible says yeah. it wasn't the season for figs. You and Pastor Tracy have both brought out that it, the, it was the curse that determined that it wasn't supposed to bear fruit. You know, we're, yes. we're called to bear fruit at all times, no matter the season. Every season is a season of fruitfulness. Well, taking that what you just said and that in mind, every season is a season of faith. Every yes. season is, is a season to be in the word. Every turn, I'm called to please God and you can't please God except by faith. Yeah. However, I'm designed to do it. You know, I, yeah. I think that's one of the biggest robberies that the enemy has tried to pull on the church is just stripping us of what we were called to do and making yeah. us think it's foreign yeah. or it's difficult, but we're designed just like I said a couple of weeks ago, we're designed to think God thoughts. We're designed to do the things of God. We're designed yes. to be in faith. We're designed That's to be right. faithful, faithful beings. So it's not difficult to be in faith. It's just re redesigning our flesh to do those things. Yeah, renewing our mind renewing to it. Renewing our yeah. mind to it. Yeah. Hey, Colton, good to see you. Hey, Colton. We love you. Yes, Did you have something on that? Um, probably, but it just left me. <laughs> It'll come back. Yeah. It'll no, boomerang back. Um, yeah. Thank you. Um, 
I uh, that was that was it coming back. That's going to be such a great clip. Is it? <laughs> um, no, but uh, the really what's been just sticking out to me is the importance that faith in God is faith in His Word. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, like anything outside of that is presumption, mm -hmm. which is what you talk about. You know. Like, yeah. Like a lot of people will jump into a situation or jump into a, a circumstance believing that they're operating in faith, but if there was no word of God yeah. attached to it, yeah, it like it's not faith; it's presumption. Yes, yeah. and um, I've operated in that many a time. Sure, you know, where I yeah. thought I was walking by faith, but I was actually just kind of jumping out, doing my own thing. Yeah, and so it's important that we're that the things that we're doing, we're attaching it to the word, because it's the word that yes. works. And it's only the word that works. That's right. You know, anything outside of that, we like, that's where a lot of people get frustrated or burn out, you know, where they're doing things and they're wondering, why is this not blessed? Why is it not working out? Go back to the source. Was it rooted in something that God has specifically said? Or yeah. is it rooted yeah. in? Yeah. Is it rooted in? Because is it blessed? Yeah. You know, or is it not blessed? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it boils back to, you know, is it rooted in the word? And um, I don't know, remember if it was you or if it was Pastor Nicole when she was sharing, but um, uh, with Deuteronomy 30, you know, uh, I've put this before you, death and life, yeah. you know, blessing and cursing. Now choose life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's a choice. God has given us his word, you know, but it's up to us. Are we going to walk in the blessing or in yeah. the curse? Are we going to walk in life or are we going to walk in death? But it's a but all of that was contingent upon the word. Yeah. Yes. You know, I've given it to you. I've shown you what leads to the curse. I've shown you what leads to the blessing. Yeah. Now choose life. Yes. You well, know. I, oh, sorry. No. Uh, yeah. Did you have more? I, well, I go ahead. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, I no, no. You were done. I think I was starting a sentence and, that I didn't know where I was going with. <laughs> yeah. So. Shannon says intentional faith. Yeah. yeah. And Kevin says the word is the standard. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. Absolutely true. I think for me, one of the most freeing things I remember when I moved down here is I didn't, you know, I didn't understand the whole, well, God's an omniscient, like omnipowerful God, like he's, he's all knowing with being faith. And when I got here to Boomerang, it started to really unravel the responsibility that God's given me, yeah. not as a, not as a burden, but just as a realization of, yeah. I've got a part to play in this. Yes. Like, it's not just God's going to, whoop, everything's great. It's, yeah. I've got to work the word. And yes. you said it yesterday, the word works if you work the word. Yeah. Like the word will always perform yeah. what it was sent to do. It never returns void. Yeah. It is life to those who find it and eat of it. But yeah. I've got to be intentional to work it. I've yeah. got to yeah. do my part with it. Yeah. I think a lot of times what will happen too is people will hear that and their understanding of it is that they need to manufacture all of the, right. the supernatural, right. all of the power. Mm. It's not like that. Um, and the perfect example of that is that's not what Jesus did. Mm -hmm. Jesus didn't manufacture it all. Mm -hmm. he, he gave to God what he had in his hands, yeah. coupled with his faith, hope, and love. Yeah. And then God, the yeah. Father, multiplied it. He had mm -hmm. to operate as a man on this earth. And so he literally, all Jesus had was his faith, 
hope and love. Yeah. And he had, you know, two fish and five loaves. And he said, here's the two fish. Here's the five, five loaves. Here's my faith, hope and love. I know who you are. I trust you. Yeah. And I'm asking you, do a miracle. Yeah. And then God did the miracle. So if you can kind of see, you know, there's in math, there you have supplementary and complementary. Sure. And um, uh, what, the, what it basically means is one will add up, you know, complementary angles. Um, I may have this backwards, but our supplementary angles. One of them, you have two angles in geometry, and maybe it's a 25-degree angle and a... Um, 65 degree angle and they'll add up to be 90 degrees and then the other one will add up to be 180 degrees and so in other words you have supplementary and complementary well basically we may bring one percent but God will bring the other 99 to make the whole and we may bring a half a percent and God will bring the 99 and a half percent to make up the whole yeah. we may bring 10 percent and God will bring the 90 percent to make up the whole what, what's important is that we seek the Lord and say, uh, what do you want me to bring? Mm -hmm. yeah. And so if, in other words, we don't have to be the miracle worker all on our own. That's not the work that we're talking about. We're talking about, are we available? Mm -hmm. yeah. Have we made our faith and what we have in our hand available? Yeah. You, know? Um, you know, what if uh, today, I know like, for example, you just got this Bible, yes, beautiful sir. Bible, love it, it's awesome, nice yeah. Bible. But what if today God says, I want you to give that to somebody? And I know your flesh is not going to want to give that up. Sure. But if God said to do it, then have we actually made ourselves available right. in that way? Um, you know, if he, if he said, you know, give this phone away that I, I got not too long ago, somebody gave as a gift. Or he's, give that iPad away or give something away that, you know, are we actually available? Right. Are we making ourselves available? So the work is a belief. In other words, you would easily give that away if you believed that God told you and right. you believed that it would work. Right. Yeah. See, so the issue comes down to do we actually believe him? And it, this is how we work the word is we see his promises, we hear what he says to do, and then we apply ourselves. And it really doesn't matter how much we're bringing to the table. What matters is, is what we're bringing to the table obedience. Mm -hmm. yeah. Is what we're bringing to the right. table obedience. Right. Um, and, and just put that in the comments right now. Am I bringing obedience to the table Question mark. Am I bringing obedience to the table? Because if we'll bring obedience to God mm -hmm. and belief, which yeah. belief is obedience, right. right? If we'll bring obedience to God, it always works. Right. Yeah. It always, always works. Are we bringing obedience to the table? And But here's the thing. Many times people are not willing to bring yeah. obedience to the table. They don't want to give up this or give up that, or they don't want to consider... Uh, that this might happen or, or might not happen. So, for example, um, I had this happen a couple of times. And, yeah, Ben says this, all of God's promises are yes and amen or yes and so be it. Yeah. See, God's not withholding any good thing from those who walk uprightly. But the question is, does he have our heart and does he have our obedience? Um, this is working the word. 
So one time I had somebody who was, this actually happened twice. I had some people who were key figures in Boomerang. I'll I'll tell you both of the stories because I think that it'll be beneficial. And so one of the things that happened was this. Uh, There was... There was a a guy that was here at the church, a key figure here. I loved them. Uh, They did great things. They were they were givers. They were they would serve people. Everything like this. And the Lord put it on my heart uh, that they're leaving. That they're not connected. That's what it was. That they're not connected. And uh, about a year later, they left. And I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, why, why did you not tell me that? He said, I did. Mm-hmm. He said, I wrote in your heart that they weren't connected. He said, you didn't want to believe it. Yeah. In other words, I didn't want to be obedient to what he had said. I wanted, you know, I thought I was, I thought I was choosing faith, but faith, like what you said earlier, very important. Faith is only faith when it's based on God's word. See, I hadn't heard that from God, that they were connected. I had heard that they were disconnected. So I was trying to apply faith on something God hadn't said. Right. And so it wasn't faith. It wasn't obedience. And then I felt blindsided and I was blaming God, but it wasn't God. Right. It wasn't God's fault. He's like, I did tell you. I did show you. So another time, and so a lot of times we just look at, am I willing to give obedience with like stuff and things? Well, how about, how about what the, what the Lord's saying to us? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, multiple times I've, I've been now today, I'm, I'm not opposed to God telling me that something's going to go differently than what the way I think that it should go. Because I know that if I'll hear his voice, he's always going to give me the solution mm-hmm. and give us the victory. Uh, but I've got to be willing to say, like, for example, Joseph, hey, you're going to have seven years of plenty and then you're going to have seven years of bad. Yeah. Well, you think you're going to change that? Because you don't like it? No. But he was saying, look, if you'll listen to what I say, I'll give you, I'll give you salvation. I'll bring the promised land to you. I'll bring the solution to you. But you got to know this is going to happen. And there are some things that are going to happen that way. So now I need to say, Lord, how do I handle this? So I had another time when there was somebody that was important to the ministry and um, my pastor my pastor said, I don't think they're going to make it through this hard time. I think they're going to leave you. And uh, I was wanting to believe, again, that that was not true. Yeah. <laughs> and I was wanting to believe. But I knew when he said it, you know how sometimes a pastor can say something or a minister can say something. And it's not what your flesh wants to hear. But you know in your heart, you're like, I know that's going to happen. That's exactly the way it was. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. And, and they ended up falling, uh, falling away and going away. And, uh, you know, my pastor had heard the voice of the Lord and he was correct. And so a lot of people young in their faith would say, well, no, I'm going to believe that they don't. Mm -hmm. Well, based on what? Is the issue. Now you're in presumption because if God hadn't told you that they're not going to go away, then you don't have a promise to say yes and amen to. There's no promise unless you've heard that from the Lord. So it becomes very important that we are 
available yeah. in our obedience. And because it doesn't matter what we face, God's always leading us to triumph. His word tells us that in 2 Corinthians 2.14. He's always leading us to triumph. But the question is, are we available to, to that triumph that he's yeah. leading us to? Or are we trying to say, no, that'll never happen to me? You know, and that's, this is how sin trips up a lot of people, too, is because he says, look, you need to be diligent and you need to not give yourself to the flesh, even in your smallest thoughts. And then I've watched minister after minister after minister say, well, no, that'll never happen to me. No, I, that can't happen to me. I'm born again. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. Oh, it can't. And then, and here's the thing, I can't tell you how many ministers that's happened to. And while I recognize the truth that it can happen because we have a flesh, if I'm not diligent over my flesh and I, we're still here and they're no longer in ministry. Cannot tell you, you've seen some of them over, over just a few years. You've seen some people like that. Yeah. Many people, they're, they're in presumption, but thinking they've not made themselves available to uh, what their flesh would consider the good and the bad. Yeah. You know, Jesus' flesh did not like go to the cross and die. Right. Not my, he said, not my will, but yours be done. But he knew that God had spoken, this is the way that it must go. So because he didn't go to presumption, but made himself available to the plan that God had, he actually saved the whole world. Yeah. Same thing with Joseph. He probably didn't want to hear that there was going to be a drought, but because he made himself available. Mm -hmm. uh, so faith will make himself Make the person available and obedient, and that's how you move to solution. Yeah. But see, a lot of times, see, in this society, it's such a microwave world, and people are undisciplined. They don't like that stuff, so they'll fall off the train simply because this is taking too long. It's not going the way I thought it would. And what that shows is they were never committed to that decision yeah. before. We've watched people drop out of their place in a church or drop out of ministry uh, you know, because they think that it's just going to go the way that their brain has created the fantasy. Yeah. But they're not thinking that way because God said it. Mm -hmm. They're thinking that way because their flesh wants it that way. Mm -hmm. yeah. And now they don't win, even though they could have, because they've allowed the fantasy, yeah. not based mm -hmm. off of what God said, yeah. To overcome what yeah. the Lord actually said. Well, and bias can create yeah. a word that's not a word. You know, we've mm. talked about it several times. Yeah. I thought I had a word from the Lord to become a pastor. I didn't. I had a desire to do that. Mm. And that bias concocted something in my brain that even when I brought it to you, I didn't even really bring it to you. It was just alive. Yeah. So bias is huge. Like, yeah. rid yourself of all bias when it comes to seeking out the Lord. And then go to your shepherd. Go to the person who's anointed over you to take care of you, to have oversight, to see down the path. Yeah. Like a shepherd is by nature taller than the sheep he's anointed mm -hmm. to see farther down the path yeah. than you are it's not that he's yeah. better or you're worse it's that your roles are different yeah and so the shepherd can see farther down mm -hmm. the line there have been several times when i've gone to you and i've thought that i've heard something and 
You know, recently, within the last month or so, the Lord told me something and I brought it to you. I believed it. All of it was from the Lord. And there were a couple things in there that I had that I had assumed. Yeah. Like I'd seen something and I assumed it. And so praise God, I brought, I, yeah. I learned from the pastor time. Yeah, yeah. I won't do it in Jesus name. I won't do it again. But I brought it to you and you were able to highlight. Humbly. I, you brought it humbly. Yeah. Willing, willing for a spiritual leader with experience uh, yeah. and knowledge of the word yeah. to say, no, that's not God. Yeah. Because had you not, you could bring it to me, yeah. but if you didn't bring it humbly, it wouldn't have worked. Yeah, and so. it's not like I've never heard from Jesus before. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, I, no. I have a relationship with him, but I trust you. Yeah. Like, you're yeah. called to oversee stuff. And so as I bring things to you, you were able to show me, I think this little bit was you, and I think this little bit was you. Yeah. Don't throw it all away. Yeah, you yeah. know, and you were able to help me sift through yeah. what my voice was and the voice of the Lord yeah. as I'm still growing in those things, and yeah. I will be forever. But if you think in pride, yeah. not 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 in faith, but if you think in pride, I can't miss it. Right. Then you could be off doing something, thinking God said it, and then yeah. God didn't actually say it. And if He didn't say it, He's not going to bless it. No, and there's no power to back it up or yeah. bring it to pass. And then it's all in your strength, yes. and it will not. And work. And you'll get worn out, and then you'll blame God for it in that way. So we've seen people literally die because yeah. they've thought that they've heard the voice of God li literally. Like I'm not being figurative. No, no. We've seen yeah. multiple people in, that were attached to this ministry think that they had the word of God and their word of God caused them to leave and they're literally dead to this day to yeah. this day right they're dead because they thought they had a word and they didn't yes. take the word properly yeah like yeah um a lot of and you because of that a lot of there are a lot of people who blame God and say yeah. well like th this is a, an argument you'll hear from a lot of atheists or just different people in general questioning Christianity. If God is such a good God, why would he allow these things to happen? But it, it boils back down to what we're talking about. Yes. And God said, I, you choose this day. You have blessing and cursing. You have life and death. Yeah. Choose life. That's what God is saying. He's saying, choose life. And, and, and the reality is, when, we, when we're talking about like following on, yeah. God, following on God's word and trusting and, and recognizing that the word works, all of the word works, yes. the blessing and the cursing. It, yeah. it's, all, it's all the word of God. Therefore, it, God has ingrained his word into the fabric of reality. So when we choose death, death comes. Yes. When we choose life, life comes. And he's yeah. saying, choose life. And so when people say, well, if God's such a good God, he would stop these things from happening. Well, the reality is this. Because God is a good God, he, he has to be a God of his word. Yes. Because yeah. he's a good God, he can't go outside of his word. Otherwise, that would mean he's a liar. Yeah. Yeah. That would mean he doesn't take his word seriously. If I were to say something to my wife and I didn't follow up with it, I, suddenly I'm not a man of my word. And, and because of that, I'm not very good. You know? yeah. And people think because God holds true to his word, he's not good. But the reality... But in all honesty, because he's good, he holds true to his yeah. word. And yeah. he says, it's, the choice is not his, the choice is ours. Yeah, he put it in our hands. Yeah. Because he loves us. Yeah. Because he loves us, yeah. And so our faith is the pathway that lets God do what he said in his word. Yeah. Our faith, our faith 
either in God's Word or our faith in our problems or our circumstances or what's going on around us, it opens up the door for the supernatural to take place or to yeah. not take place because it, it, a lack of faith yeah. uh, that Jesus could do no mighty miracles because of their unbelief. Yeah. You know, so f faith literally uh, allows God to. Uh, who is it? Um, David Young E. Cho says that God cannot do any mighty miracles without first coming through our own personal faith. Yeah. You know, it, it faith allows God to come in and do what what he promised to do. Yeah. Unbelief holds keeps him yes. from being able to do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, faith is the victory that overcomes the world. So how can you overcome something mm -hmm. and do a mighty miracle, which a miracle is an overcoming of something. Yeah. How can you have a supernatural thing without faith applied by some person on the earth? And See, a lot of times when people ask that, as we're going through, I'll tell you, if you listen to the last 20 minutes, that will solve so many problems mm -hmm. yeah. in Christians' walk uh, that they've had in the past. If you'll listen and dissect what was said, there was a lot said in the last 20 minutes. It's, mm -hmm. it's one of those you really <coughs> should listen to again when we started talking about this. But... One of the things is understanding the difference between easy and light and understanding the design of God's plan. If you don't understand the design of God's plan, then you'll ask questions. How can he allow that to happen? Um, it, and, and what you don't realize is by you asking that question, you're actually questioning God's design. So who, who designs it better, us or God? God always yeah. designs it better. All right, but by his own design that he has said in his word that now he must attend to, he said, I'm putting this earth in the hands of men, of mankind. I'm putting this earth in mankind's hands. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to give them the tool to bring it about. Uh, but what happens is we've been taught that God will do what he wants to, mm -hmm. but and he will. But in what he wants to, he decided to put the earth in man's hands yeah. and for us to have the authority and responsibility. So when we say, why does God let this stuff yeah. happen? We don't realize that we're challenging his design. We're, we're saying that my design is better than your design. Now, a lot of times people are doing that out of ignorance because they don't know what the yeah. Bible says about that. Yeah. And, and I get that. I've been at that place too. But it's where we want to understand and grow. That's why the Bible says study to show yourself proof. But then that goes back to discipline, which most people don't want. Another very important thing is... Uh, and. Well, Kevin asked this question. He said, so is it safe to say that bias can open the door to death? Absolutely. Well, and my wife just answered. <laughs> yeah, absolutely it can open. Bias is a huge problem, and most people have never even heard of it as, yeah. a, as an issue in Christianity. But anyway, one of the things that people don't understand is what easy and light actually means. They think that easy and light is easy and light to the flesh. But by, by God's design, we're called to be overcomers. By God's design, we're yeah. called to be more than conquerors. But that means there has to be something to overcome. That means there has to be something to conquer. That means that there, my flesh is probably not going to like what has to be conquered. Yeah. My flesh is not going to like what has to be overcome. 
And if my flesh doesn't like it, that doesn't mean that it's not easy. And when he said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light, he was saying, when you learn how to rest on me in faith spiritually, it will be spiritually easy and light, which will manifest in your flesh. But originally, your flesh is not going to think it's easy and light. And of course, y'all know the example that I use with that is when they were in the boat and this demonic death storm comes upon them. These professional fishermen were scared and fearful for their life. In the flesh, it was not easy and light. Yet, you had a man on the boat led by the Spirit of God who was asleep in the flesh. Now, that didn't mean that his flesh wasn't tempted with the fear. It wasn't tempted to not be easy. It was tempted. But because he was rooted and grounded in faith, the spiritual things, he applied the easy and light of the spirit to the heart of the flesh, and then he overcame the storm. So a lot of people think that they're never going to go through things and that they're never going to have to overcome things. And But they don't realize that there's already a promise of easy and light. And his promises, like uh, he said earlier, are yes and amen. It's learning how to apply that. And then you can go through the hard storm and you're not even affected. Yeah. <laughs> Effectively, you're asleep on the pillow in the bottom of the boat. It's like the easiest thing ever. You're just like trusting the Lord and it's great. And that is not an arrival of faith. That's where you want to get to and stay at, where you just see things as easy. You know, I had a situation a couple of weeks ago. It really challenged my easy and light. (laughs) It really challenged it. But I had to, it took me a few hours to put it down, but I put it down, you know, and, and all of a sudden it was, it was good. And I just yeah. knew. I knew I knew the peace that I sensed in my heart. I knew I'd I'd produced the fruit of faith and I knew it was going to work out. And sure enough, it just easy as can be. Yeah. Uh, although it looked to be a very major problem at you know at the present. And uh, it looked to be hard, yeah. but it wasn't. It was easy in God. And so a lot of times we don't understand the application of these things. And so we're expecting this result. And then this thing happens and we blame God. Mm -hmm. No, it's because we had the wrong expectation because we're putting an expectation not based off of a word that works. We're putting the expectation on what we've been taught, on what environment says, on what some preacher said that wasn't preaching the word. Mm -hmm. And so, man, this today will help so many people if they listen to this, Mm -hmm. dissect it. Yeah. There's a lot in what we just said. Yeah. You got something? Mm-hmm. Something that I'd like to talk about to you later. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amen. Can you see how this can change how we operate? Yeah. It can change how we, how we operate. See, I'm not afraid of entering into a jam or entering into a hard place because I know that if I follow the lead of God and follow the leading of the Holy Ghost, I know that God will take us through the valley of the shadow of death. And I'll fear no evil. And when I get to the other side, I'll be in green pastures with a fat belly like I just ate crab legs. (laughs) You know, laying down in the pasture, resting. He'll lead us through. My cup overflows. See, all of these are promises no matter how I feel, no matter what I see. And so I have to say, 
You know, if I start seeing something that doesn't feel right to me, then I've got to say, okay, why am I not feeling right about that? Instead of automatically assuming that it's not working, I have to, I have to ask the question, well, was my expectation yeah. different? Had I actually heard from God? You know, because a lot of times people think that they've heard from God when they haven't. It was a bias. It was their flesh. It was something somebody said that wasn't based on the word. It was a prophetic word that wasn't from God that somebody called prophetic after, after church in the bathroom or whatever. It wasn't from God. If you, you know, get a prophecy in the bathroom, like you need to take it to your pastor. <laughs> like it's probably a good rule of thumb. If you get a prophecy in a church service at another church, you need to take it to your pastor. You That's what they're the there lobby. for, is to help <laughs> confirm it, you yeah. know. Your, your, your husband and I were talking yesterday, George and I were talking, and uh, he I had a leading, and I didn't even realize fully it was 100% a leading. I just kind of had something in my spirit, and it was very interesting. See, a pastor is not called to be in control of somebody's life. They're called to help confirm what God's saying to you, what God's saying to you. Not to control you and not to tell you, yes, you can do that, or no, you can't do that. Yeah. That's not the job of a pastor. But I want you to see this. But in humility that opens up grace and greater grace, when we submit ourselves to a spiritual authority, yeah. it confirms what God is speaking yeah. to your heart and what God's speaking to your heart. So when you bring that thing, like you brought that word the other day, now it wasn't that I'm telling you what God said. Yeah. I'm telling you that's a confirmation or it's not a confirmation or this part sounds right. This part, I got to check on it for some reason. That's not telling you what to do. Yeah. It's telling you, here's the confirmation of what you've heard. And then that should ring true in your own. If it's a right word, it should ring true in your own spirit. Well, yeah. here's what happened. Uh, George comes up to me and he says, hey, here's Here's what I believe I've, I've gotten on this situation that we were praying about. I said, oh, good, praise God. As soon as he said that, I, I felt by the Holy Ghost the release to tell him the leading that I'd had that I didn't even realize was leading. I had it in me, but it, it didn't connect that this was God's word until he said that. And as soon as he said that, the, the Lord said, yeah, that's it. That's what the Lord's saying. That's what the Lord's doing. And uh, I said, it's interesting because I didn't really have that cemented in me until you told me the leading that you had. And then I instantly had that confirmation. And that, why? Because if I would have told him that, which I actually had leading on a couple weeks ago, it would have been Pastor Brian mm -hmm. and Pastor Brian's resolve, mm -hmm. not George's. Okay. But because George heard it first and then the Holy Ghost confirmed it through a spiritual authority, now it's George heard, I heard from God. Yeah. That's, now you're going to be able to stand in faith and stand on yeah. that decision uh, stronger than you ever were before. So this is how it's supposed to work. Glory to God. Amen. <laughs> well, we're way past our time. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, we're way past. We, I mean, we spent 20 minutes talking about segues. That was, you know, it was fun. I enjoyed that, it. I did too. The people who honored that, that's like right. those of you who have stuck through this, that's and right. the keys that God has given yeah. you to unlock your future, mm -hmm. he's so good. Yeah. yeah. Kevin said this, he said, if you don't take it to your pastor, then they are not truly your pastor. 
He is correct. Not that they're not called to be, but you haven't made them. You haven't your made them in your heart. Yeah. 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 That's right. He said, together you can turn uh, 10,000, but alone you can only take 1,000. That's right. Mm -hmm. I like, yeah, I like showing that from that different angle, Kevin. I think it's important. So, what can we do if we'll actually walk together and yeah. be in agreement? But we have to be in, agreed on the word, mm -hmm. um, we have to be agreed on that. And so, you know, today as we're wrapping up, we always talk a little bit about gaining victory in your finances. And yeah. the victory in your finances uh, comes along, uh, not because you just give money everywhere, but the victory in your finances, or it doesn't come just because of your good ideas. Uh, every bit of abundance is from the Lord. Yeah. And you don't, you don't uh, have a victory uh, from giving. You have a victory from sowing. Uh, when you understand that the kingdom is a kingdom of sowing, and then you start to say, oh, as I plant this seed in the kingdom, it brings up a harvest over here. And so anybody who would like to give on Facebook, you can uh, type in the comments, hashtag donate, followed by the amount, or anybody can go to givebc.org. But the question is, sowing, when we, if we want to move to abundance in our life, uh, abundance, a living comes by the tithe. Mm -hmm. And abundance comes, which we're called to an abundance for to do every good work. If we have that availability to us and we don't move into abundance, then we're going to find ourselves in front of Christ and he's going to say, I gave you all of the potential for seed. Why are you not walking in abundance? Because I called you to good work and my yeah. word says you only get to all the good work through an abundance. Why did you not have an abundance? Well, I didn't, you know, we were, we paid all of our bills. That's not going to be a good enough excuse. See, there's things that God has given to us that we need to walk in and we need to apply faith. Yeah. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so there's a faith to believe God for abundance. All right, a living and a protection comes through the tithe. An opening of the blessing comes through through the tithe. An opening of manifestation comes through 10% given from our increase. That's the Lord's. But abundance in 2 Corinthians 9 comes from our sowing. Yeah. And our sowing comes from how have we purposed in our heart? Because he says, as we purpose in our heart, he'll give seed to the sower. So what have we purposed in our heart? Now, I want you to see this I think that this is very important because I want you to walk in abundance. But a lot of people are just giving. They're not sowing. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are giving and all they have now is a lack. Now, giving is good. And most people, when they say giving, uh, they mean right and they mean it the right way. However, there is a difference between just giving and sowing. Sowing, you expect a harvest on and you look at it differently. And he says there that you sow in accordance to your heart. So a lot of people have not ever taken the time to purpose in their heart what they're sowing. All they've done is just say, I'm going to give this away and God do with it whatever you want to. And so that's like, you know, scattershot. I'm just throwing this out there. In other words, that would be like taking seed and throwing it in the woods yeah. and expecting to be able to find some fruit, maybe sort of, kind of yeah. one day. Sowing is a preparation of the field. Yeah. When you prepare your heart, now this is straight from the Holy Ghost right now. I've never thought about this. 
When you, when you prepare your heart ahead of time, you've prepared the field. And that means it's a field you can go back to. And if you can go back to that field and tend to that field in faith, then you can reap the fullness of the harvest. And if you go on in 2 Corinthians 9, it says uh, the, that you can increase the harvest of your righteousness. That means everybody that's born again is righteous, but not everybody has the same harvest. And many times it's because they haven't prepared the field. They haven't become uh, cheerful and abounding givers, sowers in their heart. Yeah. And so then they're just taking seed and they're throwing it out in the woods and by the field and everywhere else. And, and then, you know, maybe they happen upon by the mercy of God, they happen upon one of those plants one day that has a little bit of harvest on it. But if we will purpose in our heart to be a cheerful and abounding sower, Lord, I want to be a big sower. I want to give and I want to give uh, I want to give in all cheerfulness I want to joyfully give to you I want to be happy to give to you see when you purpose that in your heart it's like you went out there and you laid out rows and it and it's organized and it's ordered and if I need to go get a harvest I can just go straight out I know where to go get it I don't have to go looking for it in the woods I don't have to look for it beside the highway I can go straight to the field and I can find the harvest that I need and say, Lord, I need a harvest right now on yeah. this seed. And because it's been organized, been laid out. See, when you purpose in your heart to be a cheerful and abounding sower, what happens is this. Like, for example, if I'm ever giving in a service and, and I notice that my flesh kind of wants to hang on to it a little bit, I realize that my heart has turned ever so slightly away from cheerful giving. <laughs> and so then I'll say, oh, no, and I'll get that thing back right. In other words, there's some weeds that have come up in the garden. And I'll, I'll sense that, oh, I, I don't know that I wanted to give that that way. Or if it took me longer than, you know, two seconds, two seconds to figure out if I wanted to sow it or give it away, then I, that thing had me. I didn't have it. Yep. And my heart needs to be corrected. I need to pull that weed out of the garden of my sowing, out of the garden of my harvest. And so the question is, going back to the word, the Lord will tell you each day, hey, I want you to give this amount. I want you to give this much. Yeah. And uh, sometimes that amount challenges me. Sometimes I'll ask the Lord, Lord, okay, you said this, but can I give more? And so this is the heart of a cheerful sower, of an abounding sower. And the Lord says, as you purpose in your heart to give and sow cheerfully and abounding, he said, I'll give seed to you on that level, and then you'll sow uh, the seed that I give. And then he says, I'll multiply the seed. And if we will purpose in our heart to be sowers, then all of a sudden, uh, he'll give us seed on another level. Yeah. The seed and that seed will be an easy harvest to find. It'll be ordered. It'll be organized. It'll be ready for us. Uh, and, and this is interesting. So I'll give you an example of this. Praise God. Um, when you know, y'all both know the story. And some of, some of you know it, but I heard a word preached one time and it talked about giving personally into the lives of the, my spiritual leaders. It yeah. talked about personally giving into the lives of our spiritual leaders. And so Nicole and I, as soon as I heard that, 
You know, not to their ministry. I'm not talking about just their ministry. I care about them. Yep. And when I heard that, I knew the Holy Ghost. I had a word from the Holy Ghost yeah. in, in my inner man. You, I want you and Nicole to do that. And so we started giving. And I think we started with every time I would see them, I would give them 50 bucks. And uh, then that very quickly went to a hundred dollars. So that man, a hundred dollars every time. So sometimes I'd see him at you know two or three events a week. Yeah. So I'd do it at each event. You know, if I went to one event and it lasted three days, I'd only give it to him once. Once there, but then sometimes I'd see him on Monday and I'd see him again on Friday. Sometimes I'd see three or four of them at one event. You know, and that's three or four hundred dollars. It stretched me. And then the Lord said. And you know, not too long ago, he said, I want you to take that up to $200 every time you see him. And I was like, whoo, because think about that. If you see four of them in a week, that's $800 outside of my normal budget. Yeah. That stretched me, you know, and I needed, I needed my faith stretched. That was the issue, man. And, and it stretched me to reach farther than that. Here's what I want to tell you. This is so cool. What had I done? I had, we had purposed in our heart to be a cheerful and an abounding giver that, that those rows were laid out. God says, I'll multiply the seed. Multiple times, I was getting ready to go see him. And, and Nicole and I, we, we sow all the time. We, and we, the last few years has been crazy sowing, like giving, uh, Maybe more than we should have. Like we're just, we are, we're in that vein. We're just, yeah. we're ready to see some big, big stuff yeah. in our ministry, in our home, in our lives. Yeah. And we're ready to see an abundance yeah. in our harvest. And, um, so, and we've been having the favor of God poured out like I've never seen it in our lives since we've been doing that too. But one of the things that happened was I've been going to go see these guys and I'm, you know, all right, I'm going to see them next week. I need that. I need to be ready. And all of a sudden, somebody walk up to me and put exactly that amount in my hand. What was happening? And I can't tell you how many times that's happened now. I didn't have it the day I was going to go see him or the day before somebody would walk up and put it in my hand. He would give me seed to plant in their lives. We would have a harvest of seed to give uh, and sow into their lives right on time. Why? Because as we purpose in our heart, he'll give to us in that way. God's word is true and God's word works. And you guys are going to see it the same way that we've seen it because he's not a respecter of persons, but he is a respecter of faith. Faith moves God. And when we will purpose in our heart, then God says, I see your faith and I'm going to bless you. And and he pours out and he manifests those. So I see several gifts that have come in, sowing that's already come in. Lord, we just ask today that whoever is sowing, Lord, let it be blessed, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Father, let breakthrough happen in their finances. Let breakthrough happen in their peace. I hear that specifically. Let breakthrough happen in their peace in their lives. Lord, help them move. Forever to easy and light. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I'm reminded of the offerings in Acts that the offering came up in front of God talking about a financial uh, and and a uh, material offering. It came up in front of God and he says, Cornelius, your prayers and your offerings Mm -hmm. 
have been seen. They've been recognized. And so he sent Peter, and Cornelius' house was the first home that the peace of God came through the salvation of Jesus Christ and his offerings opened up the door to it. God said, you honor me with your giving. I'm going to honor your whole family with salvation. Lord, it, offerings go so far beyond just money. Lord, let the blessing of God enter people's houses right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you. Lord, open up the floodgates of blessing in their life in Jesus' name. Father, bring supernatural supply. Father, we'll bring our obedience like what we were talking about earlier. We'll bring our obedience. It may be 10%. It may be 1%. We'll bring what you tell us to bring. We'll purpose in our heart to be sowers, cheerful and abounding. And then, Lord, whatever word you tell us, we will bring that to you. And then you will multiply and bring it up to 100%. You will complement it. You will supplement it, Lord. You will bring your supply of full supernatural power in Jesus' name. Lord, bring breakthrough now. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Shannon, for that seed. I just, we just praise God. Shannon, we are believing with you for breakthrough in your life. And God will do it. Yeah. God will do it. Won't he? Yeah. <laughs> You've Won't seen it. it. Yes, sir. Huh? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? <laughs> Where is that from? Something. Something. Of course, something. <laughs> Of course. Well, we love you. It's been a great day. We were supposed to end an hour ago. And uh, anybody who stuck around, I hope you got blessed. Yeah. Amen. We're going to be back tomorrow. It's going to be awesome. Have a great, great day. And uh, we love you. Is there anything else we need to tell them? What if you're we... a lady and you're here in Albemarle, we have ladies yes. group tonight at Blue Bay, 6 p.m. If you are interested in coming, we'd love to have you. You don't have to attend Boomerang. It's is open for any lady who yeah. is chasing after God. We would love to have you with us. So that'll Amen. be tonight. And then tomorrow, brand new episode of Lunch Plus, back with Pastor again. And tomorrow is a Willet Muffin. And perhaps Pastor Brian can be on Willet Muffin tomorrow. That'd be cool. Mm -hmm. I like Willet Muffin. That's one of my favorite segments. It is true. How many times have I said that now? Often. Like, Often. I, I'm pretty sure it's a front runner. I don't, I haven't even had it every, every time. I just, I think it's a neat segment. It's a cool one. I like seeing what works and what doesn't. Last so. week did not work. Not at all. No. Really? No. What no. did you try? Soda. Well, we had a, um, we had Mountain Dew. You mixed Co the stuff coffee. with soda. Oh. Coffee was one of them. Energy drink. And an, and an energy drink. Well, yeah. your, your, your child made them, and she did oh. not use eggs. And they so, replaced the egg with the soda. You know the squishy toys that Luke <laughs> got from Maddie in Brooklyn? They were like that. Buddy and I literally <laughs> threw it at the stove, and then Buddy threw it on the ceiling, and it didn't break. It didn't come apart. It stayed well, that's solidified. That's what that spot is. <laughs> <laughs> so. Wow. No, wow, I wow, missed wow. that segment while we were on vacation. That's... It was not good. It's a good idea, a good try, but good yeah. try. It was. <laughs> it was Abigail's brainchild to not use eggs. Yeah, <laughs> I think I would have used eggs, but you just use the drink as the mm -hmm. the oh, liquid. Yeah, it was or whatever. Than the food mash, oh, is it? Yeah, okay. The food mash is worse. Really? It was food mash is gross. Oh, what was the food the mash? Ice cream. 
We, we she ruined ice cream. It's Putting true. Balsamic <laughs> vinaigrette. Not uh, good. Hot sauce. Not good. What else? Pickles. Uh, pickle. Pickles wasn't. That was the best one. Which is really? saying something. Yeah. <laughs> I but, forget what the the fourth. Marky, do you remember what the other one was? Whatever it was, it was bad. They ruined ice cream. It was really bad. Paul we can't be known. Now. We cannot be known as the, the show that ruined ice cream. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seriously. It was, it was a rough day. But Paul, what was great is Paul, Buddy and I are having very similar reactions of not good. Paul's like scarfing it down. He's good to go. He's like, this is great. Hmm. This is okay. It's not bad. <laughs> it, was, it was not it's good. It's so funny to me what some people are okay with and then other things that they're not okay with. Mm -hmm. like, like, I can, it seems like he would be one that would be good with most everything. But then there's a few things he will not, he does not, he's not happy with. So. Johnny yeah. said, you did get chocolate espresso muffins. Sure he did, did make that for impact that night. Because and whenever I, picked, us. <laughs> whenever I picked it up, I'm like, Oh, this is what muffins are supposed to look like. I forgot. It's been so long since I've seen a normal muffin. He washed our faces of pain eating the muffins, and he brought hot out of the oven muffins oh, for us. Oh, that's cool. It was that's great. Cool. That's so funny. Olive oil was the other one. Thank you, Johnny. In olive, ice cream? Olive oil was the best oh, one yeah. because it tasted like nothing. You couldn't taste the olive oil. It didn't change yeah. the texture that much. Really? So olive oil was the best. Olive oil, pickles, hot sauce balsamic vinegar mm. was the, the worst yeah. it was gross that yeah. sounds gross my mom, tomorrow. <laughs> we'll see what happens tomorrow my mom said up. thank you for the broadcast you're Aww. welcome love you that's cool amen love y'all have a great day see you tomorrow at 11:45. lunch plus yeah thank you guys for being here it was good to see you good to be back good love to be you. back